What's going on, everybody? Back again, another Wrestle Purist podcast, reviewing AEW Dynamite, our usual Thursday slot, uh, our usual Thursday faces, besides Manny the Hooper. He will be joining us. He's just running late. Uh, I don't know what he gets up to. I'm sure he'll have a cool story for us when he gets back. We'll see what happens, you know. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into a good dynamite episode, and we're gonna talk, you know, the latest things that have been going on in professional wrestling lately, as we always do. First things first, please like, subscribe, super chat, always appreciated. And uh, yeah, while we've while I've got two co-hosts here, I'm gonna see how they're doing. Charlie, I'll start with you. How are you doing on this fine Thursday? Doing good. Not really much to happen today. Just had a chilled one. Packing, ready for my trip this weekend. Excited to talk about dynamite. It's gonna be a good time. Mhm. Happy days, happy days. Hulbert, how are you doing? Sometimes when you cover this great sport, sport of Titans, sometimes you lose you lose your way a little bit. You know, you watch twenty five mm. matches over a weekend, you review twenty one of them, and you just say, "I don't know how much longer I got left." You know, I've been taking these bumps and these hard rings for a long time, and I've been running these roads for so long, and I just it's difficult. And then you see something like what we saw last night. You see the gates of agony. Live in living color on national television, do what they did. Suddenly, you're transported back to a Coliseum video from 1988, and you say, "Good lord, there's still life yet." You know, get me back in there, Monty. It's still juice. <laughs> get me back in there because we've got some grabs to discuss. So I'm, I'm delighted to be here. This is going to be a really good time because this show was yes. awesome. I'm excited to talk about it. So uh, good as always, Monty. Man. How are you? It was a really, uh, it was a really good show, and uh, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. It's always it's always the better shows when we've got better stuff to review, you know, and we're not kind of, you know, I've always been accused of being a grumpy British man, you know, uh, usually pretty fair. Sometimes it's quite spiteful, you know, but when it's not going to be that type of Monty today, you know. So, happy days. Speaking of happy days, Manny the Hooper has finally joined us. Manny the Hooper, how are you doing? You guys, you guys are gonna laugh at my pain, but I mean, but I just woke up. I woke up from my patented nap, <laughs> and then when I was getting out of bed, you know, when you like scooch out of bed, I got a cramp in my thigh, and I I thought I was done, <laughs> and like I had I had I had one I had one leg on the floor, like you know, just like. And then, like, I, then as soon as I had one foot there, my foot got a cramp. So I had two cramps at the same time, and I fell off my bed. I, uh, and I was looking at my dog that's over there on the bed. I looked at her. I couldn't scream. I was just, like, looking at her. I was just, like, <laughs> hopeless. I looked at her. She was looking at me with her one eye and said, give me some help. And she just stared at me, and then... After a few minutes on the floor, just right in pain, I, I'm here on the show. Uh, we need to submit in the chat spot for it too. Patented nap is one of the funniest phrases you've ever said on the show. <laughs> My patented nap. <laughs> um, I knew it. I knew it. I said, I said, as we opened up the podcast, I'm sure Manny will have some kind of story to come back mm-hmm. with, you know. And there it was. <laughs> Uh, we hope we're good, man. I hope it's not a long-term injury, you know. Uh, I hope you can uh, make it through this game. But we've got, we've got a lot of luck today, you know. We need you out there. 
All right, man. I can't be. I can't be rest that man. I got the game later tonight, so I mean, mm-hmm. you, gotta watch the, you gotta watch the Heat play. Go Heat! All right. Um, should we start? Should we jump right into AW Dynamite, or should we talk a few other little things? Uh, I've uh, made a little note of. I think Dynamite was eventful enough. We should go for it personally. But go I mean, for I'm, it. I'm happy yeah. to go I'm straight just... in. It was. I want to talk about it. I'm fired up. Yeah, man. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right. The show started off uh, with a. Well, first things I want to say is the crowd was great. Crowd was oh, great. From start yeah. to start to finish. Um, immediately, you could just not feel it. You know, uh, it started off with the uh, the trios match: Blackpool Combat Club versus Bandido and the Lucha Bros. And if you've got a hot crowd, that's the almost like the perfect opener to <laughs> to feed to them. So, this was great. Loved it. Um, because of course it delivered as expected. Manny the Hooper, fresh on the uh, fresh on the court. What did you think of this one, bro? Man, dynamite's back, bro. Tony Khan with his fastball. He said he wanted he wanted to wipe the taste out of our mouths about the past month and a half, and said, "Here you guys go. We're back, and we're ready to run." And we took off running last night, and we almost started flying. But you know, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the way so dramatic with you, man. Um, it, it's good stuff, bro. You know? Yeah, it was good bro, I woke, I woke up this I woke up this morning for work and I said, fuck man, I gotta listen to that Callus interview again. And then uh and then I went on YouTube, it wasn't there. I had to I, I had to go, you know, find it some other means. I'm not gonna say how because I don't want Mark Cuban coming after me, but I had to <laughs> I found it. I watched it and I clipped it and I posted it and I kept watching it throughout the day, and you know that's just that's how you make you feel, man. It's just I'm just I'm ready to go. The Hooper discovers real heat, you know, <laughs> created a monster. Uh, yeah, it was a great tournament, man. Obviously, we'll get to we'll get to Callis soon enough. But yeah, uh, I love the trios. Holbert, your thoughts on the opener? We kind of. Uh... We scratched the surface on this last night, right? We kind of talked about the potential of this match. It's one of those deals where they do so many kind of all-star trios and things of that ilk where you can take for granted, like, just the level of talent in this particular match. And I think it was pretty quickly on display. Um, you did not need to be an expert to know that Bandito was going to go nuts here, especially because he was the most likely guy to get pinned. And he absolutely did. He made the most of his shine in here. He had, like, two different occasions where he took a hot tag after getting the heat on him, which, which <laughs> was pretty impressive. I, I assume that he, like, asked for that, and Pennant was like, fuck, man, if you want. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm not really keen on doing it, so you can do it. And, uh, and yeah, it was it was an absolute hoot. This Blackpool Combat Club Act has leveled up dramatically since the heel turn, and I was a big fan of them as baby faces. But this, this heel turn has turned they, – they're, like – they're on the road to being an all-time act right now, for me personally. I just love the whole... Everyone has their own personality, but they gel so well together. Claudio is taking such pride in everything that Utah does correctly, pops me, and Moxley being... Mm-hmm. Moxley hmm. feels totally unlocked as a heel, right? Because he doesn't even have to worry about, like, you know, going through the, the formality of being, like, a hero. He could just be Mox, and all the weirdness that that entails is there. So this was uh, this was terrific, and which I love this. Perfectly set the tone. Great match. Uh, speaking of the act, of course, he wasn't involved in the match, but Brian Danielson and commentary, uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the kind of coach, <laughs> you know, like coach slash fan role that he plays in the commentary booth, yeah. uh, he pops in there. Um, but yeah, all-rounders and at the, they've been great. And as Joe said, definitely on the on the path to greatness, you know. <laughs> um, 
Charlie, I'm sure you was a big fan of this. Uh, what's, oh, your, yes. what's your thoughts coming out of this match? I loved it. I thought it was like I thought it was really good. Like with Bandido, like just getting all his shit off, and Penta and Phoenix mm. like working around him because he did feel like him and Yuta really felt like the main focus of this match. And the other guys were just like not supporting roles because that's the wrong way to like talk about the others involved. But it really did feel like they were trying to build it around Bandido and Yuta, and they succeeded. It was really good. Um, Brian pops me so much when he's on commentary, like him screaming at you to like kick out and to <laughs> yeah. pin properly. It just it makes me laugh so much. But yeah, man, this was really good. Um, there's not much else to say about it. I'm just really excited to see what uh, Blackball Combat Club do more next and who else they like attack because they're just going after anyone and everyone at the moment. Yeah. I love that uh, Bandido always does his, you know, he, he's someone who's always going to put spots in matches that you're going to mm-hmm. remember like you're going to leave if you've never seen him before you're going to leave the show remembering something that he did uh of course this case would have been um you know the, the 60 second <laughs> delayed suplex that he did so you know um he's always somebody he's a definitely a special talent and all the people involved are to be honest um but yeah this was, this was great from start to finish um, next up we had a hangman page and books being interviewed backstage um, of course, they were asked about, you know, uh, the chaotic events of anarchy in the arena and all that followed. And um, they were then interrupted by Dark Order, who seemed pretty pretty jealous and spiteful. The <laughs> hangman is now reunited with his old friends and they seem to be, like, you know, just feeling forgotten about and stuff like that. Seemed a bit bitter about it, etc., etc. Uh, it was also mentioned that Kenny Omega's left the country. Uh, it was assumed by, uh, was it Marvez? So he was doing the interview. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. it was assumed by Marvez that he'd gone to Canada, but that wasn't the case. Uh, we didn't find out where, and that of course uh, ensued a lot of speculation about what what is Kenny doing out of the country? Is he gone to find backup? Is he, you know, what's he what's he cooking over there? Mm. Uh, of course, I'm going to throw it to Charlie first. It's only <laughs> right, Charlie. What is the conspiracy here? Um, I think Kenny's going to show up at Dominion after the... Uh, it's either going to be when Blackpool Combat Club have their match or after the Osprey-Lance Archer match, I think it is, mm-hmm. uh, to find out who he's going to be facing at Forbidden Door. It just makes sense that he would be in Japan right now. Um, whether that means he's coming with, com- uh, with backup as well, who knows? Dark Order, though... Uh, like this has been a thing on BTE for about two months, three months now. Um, mm-hmm. So people can stop complaining that they don't do it on TV because they finally do it on TV, and then people complain when they do it on TV anyway. So I don't know what you guys want, but yeah, we're getting that trios match like soonish, I would imagine, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Heal Dark Orders because they definitely mm-hmm. felt like a heel. <laughs> They need something. I tweeted last yeah. night that it would be really funny if Takeshita and Don Callis swerved and linked up with them. I really hope oh, it doesn't happen, but it'd be know. really fucking funny. If it I'm going to be honest, <laughs> it would be funny, but we would lose one of our co- Manny would never watch wrestling again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I thought of. <laughs> We'd lose poor Manny, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that went did I, I finally see a monster heel thing. I like He'll manage your act. And I was like, man, this, this can draw money for years coming. He put him with the dark order. I said, man, I'm done. I'm done. I don't think it's going to happen. It, it just occurred to me because they've been doing a bit 
on BTE for like weeks where they're like lost because they don't like have any of their friends anymore and they don't have a leader and I was just like it would be hilarious but just keep them lost we don't we don't need (laughs) (laughs) these guys are like puppies that are like in the back of the group you know where they yeah essentially yeah they need they're looking for their guide dog the alpha dog they don't have one you know just wait a couple years for Ivo Uno no not Ivo Uno uh Brody Brody what's the name Brody Jr. (laughs) Yes, that's like getting, getting him confused with Evil Uno is an insane thing you just did. But, um, yeah. It's only something, man, you could it do. Does, you know? I do wonder, Charlie, I'm intrigued by your read on this because as a a novice to the law game, um, this really, this feels a little bit like a bat signal for the Ibushi deal to me. You know, this is like, because I, I think you could be both. Like, I think he sh- could show up on Sunday at Dominion, but I also think this could be like the storyline route to abushi coming in um that feels very feasible right so yeah yeah i think it's a matter of when not if with abushi yeah. like that they, they're hint like we'll get to like the Takeshita don Callis promo but they're hinting so heavy at like two people showing up because obviously people are like it's going to be abushi and i think the other one's going to be a card so yeah. it's going to be interesting yeah, that was interesting later in the show. We'll get to it, but mm. that Okada moment was very. There was there like was they, a certain they panned yeah. the camera down. Yeah, it was, was really, it was really good. It. Yeah. yeah. Um, and by the way, I want to say something real quick since Monty didn't ask me about it. Uh, <laughs> the trios match at the beginning. I just want to give a shout I asked out. Asked you first? No, he didn't. <laughs> yes, he did. He he threw it to you first. He said, "Manny, what did you think of this?" Oh. <laughs> You didn't review it, and I even like tried to like throw it to you kind of again, like without yeah. doing it blatantly. You headbands too tight, Manny. What go on, mate? What are you, you gonna say? Fuck, man, I have to go back and watch the tape on that one. I didn't even know. <laughs> what are you gonna say? Anyway? About wait, wait, wait. You had something to say, that's why oh, you brought this up. I just, I just want to give a shout out to Moxie's hoodie, the Jeff Jutsu. <laughs> Zero fucks given that was awesome, and then the, the bandito Yuta forearm exchange. You was asked about that match, and you said we started running so fast we oh, were like, That's what that was about. <laughs> I thought you asked it, bro. Yeah, I thought you asked me about dynamite overall. Yeah, it's fine. Oh man, my bad. Um. God bless, but yeah, the uh, the Def Jitsu stuff, uh, it, it did pop me quite a lot, especially yeah. the way Brian was screaming it on commentary. You know, um, but yeah, that was good stuff. But um, uh, do Joe Manny, you got anything you want to add about the about the you know the elite backstage segment? The you know where is Kenny Omega? What country is Kenny Omega in? Um, all that sort of stuff. Uh, not really. Why? Yeah. I just like that we got, you know, the main angle on the pay-per-view, we had some semblance of follow-up on both sides of the ball there, right? Blackpool Combat Club wrestled, Danielson took a shot at the elite not wrestling, we go immediately to an elite promo. I thought one of the things that was a real strength throughout the show, alongside the action that obviously I loved, but the action is generally there with AEW, I thought they did a pretty good job of, like, making it clear that you missed a pay-per-view if you did on Sunday. Sometimes they do a pay-per-view, the next week it's like... If you bought it, you bought it, you know? Yeah. yeah like it's, <laughs> they, they emphasize, I mean, without being too much, but I thought there was a lot of references to it and the idea of a fallout, which it's that's ironic they did it with this show because, you know, it was the show that we were most divided on. But I'm glad they did it nonetheless. So that was a positive for it, I thought. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So uh, next up, I believe we had the Bullet Club goal promo. <laughs> Joe's light in effects coming. Stop. Let's stop wearing sunglasses for this show, man. <laughs> but, uh, all right. Dynamite. Bullet Club goal promo, uh, of course, means Jay White and Juice Robinson. Jay White finally getting a live mic in the Dynamite ring with Tony Schiavone as well, which is an extra pop. Uh, and um, his involvement was definitely welcome in this segment, especially the way that they went about it. And, uh, you know, they were, they were talking their shit and they got interrupted by FTR and Black, uh, and he called them Blackpool Combat Club. But it could go, then, you know, they uh, they kind of got close to Shivani and was kind of using him as almost like a human shield to then offer FTR if they wanted to be in the Bullet Club, which partner. Um, and, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, there was tensions brewing. And as those tensions were brewing, Juice, uh, he loaded up that fist with them. <laughs> <laughs> he loaded his fist with with some coins of some sort, and he uh, he he basically just hit Dax with that knockout blow, man. Yeah. You know, uh, coins flew everywhere. Cash didn't know what happened. He tried tackling Juice to the ground. There was a bunch of commotion. Ricky starts, then makes runs out, makes a save of sorts. You know, and uh, bullet club gold. They, you know, they they run off through the crowd. I thought this was a really good, well done segment. You know, um, a proper angle. You know, a proper yeah. angle on a proper wrestling show with some proper wrestlers. You know, Holbert, <laughs> oh, I know this is your kind of a this is your kind of stuff. What did you think of this? Yeah, this was very nitro, very very nitro, and uh, you know, Shivani in the gene spot and the way they use Shivani to their advantage. I'm always a fan of the interview kind of framing of these segments anyway. I much prefer it to a guy's just kind of walking out there, you know, and talking like doing a monologue. You had an interview scenario. They used Tony rather than just yanking the mic out of his hand. They made a real show of being arseholes to Shivani, which is always easy heat because we all love Tony Shivani and they're fucking with his tire and they're messing with him and intimidating him. And Jay White is just such a tremendous character and personality and promo. And Juice Robinson, if nothing else, is just fucking weird. I mean, he's just a weird fella and it's good TV. He just, he's nuts, you know, he's fun. And and so while this may not be like the, you know, the premium act you could put Jay White in, it's certainly a fun one in the time being. And their promo is terrific. FTR came out and the, the timing on the punch that you're referencing on, he was like perfection. And Dax, Dax's cell was like, spot on because he could have overdone it which was not necessary considering the visual was as sweet as it was like with the quarters flying you didn't need it he just dropped to a knee unless i'm mistaken i was like grabbing his jaw and and shivani had this call about i think it was shivani you know it couldn't be shivani it was um fuck what was it it was excalibur who had the call about you know he has one of the, the toughest jaws in AEW, and <laughs> and and even he's right i was like that's good shit you know i like that stuff and uh i think it was excalibur i'm pretty sure and um there was like intensity to catch his response there was some juice this there was some energy there's some life to it this was a this was a real tv angle. it was absolutely terrific and then ricky had a promo to to finish it off so this was uh this was real graps personified I, I loved it about this and i'm excited for the match too both being the singles match next week and the eventual tag match i like all of this i just liked how it felt like a significant part of the show it's like yeah. um even if you wanted to complain about Jay White not being in like a huge singles featured title chase feud or sort of thing, it's like this is still this sort of angle is kind of what people wanted to see from him, not fans of his anyway. Even if you are going to just throw him in the tag team or whatever, like at least give him 
the room to breathe, to be able to like talk in front of live crowds and stuff. And I thought he absolutely took advantage of that in playing his role in this um, in this segment. I thought it was great. Um, Charlie, what did you think of the segment overall? I really liked it. Juice and Jay have such a good dynamic on TV. And when you throw Shabani in with them as well, it was just so funny. Like, because if you could, like, they don't have to try to be comedic. They're just so good at what they do that it just rolls. Um, and I'm, like, really interested to see where this is going to go with FTR. Like, because it's obviously gonna, they're going to do the tag match eventually. But there's got to be a trios match here as well at some point, surely. And I'm just interested to see who's going to be the third person for Bullet Club Gold. Because when they put up the match graphic later in the um, <laughs> show, they didn't say Bullet Club Gold and FTR are banned from ringside. They only specified Juice Robinson. So I think we could see a new member next week. And that's how Jay's going to win the match. But um, My guess would be El Fantasmo, but who knows? You heard it's it like here, folks. Yeah. Don't if put it, stock in things I like said. No, 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 no. If it's <laughs> not El Fantasma, we will point and we will blame and we will send me yes. messages. Speaking you know? of such, I would like to know I put my name to this being an important segment. So, um, Monty, please, uh, you know, tip me accordingly for the month's work. I, I did put my name to that. I did stress if I was wrong, it would never be brought up again. But I did not <laughs> clarify what would happen if I was right. So, Manny. Unfortunately, your cuts can have to be uh, taken from. But nonetheless, Manny, what did you think of this segment, mate? That was awesome, bro. This was like real grass. Uh, it was called. Uh, I was. I just loved like when uh, Jay White just put his arm around Tony Schiavone, like he was like a hostage when FTR came out. Mm. Like, well, if you do anything funny, this guy is gonna get it or whatever. And then like Juice just messing with his hair. And then I thought the best part of this thing was when when Juice punched the Dax. And Jay White just looked confused on what was going on. Yeah. And then as soon as he realized Cash was attacking in Juice, he just started, he's like, okay. And then just like started beating him up. And mm. then just like to that, the, these guys are awesome on TV. I, this is, I, I'm so glad they're able to cut a promo in front of every, on live TV in front of everybody because mm-hmm. it just felt like they were above everybody else for something. Like they just felt above everybody else. And it was just so electric. I, I can't wait to see what the act is in the next couple of weeks or something like that. I also like the kind of baked in pop of there's there's a pop to them offering FTR a spot in Bullet Club Gold that is like singular to who they're offering because anyone who's a fan of FTR that's like funny in itself right the idea of that being something that would pop them that's good heat like Jay White being like yeah man you guys would love to be in Bullet Club Gold <laughs> you know <laughs> like that's good that's good shit I love that from a uh, from a heel perspective too and the crowd responded accordingly so this was a home run this was really good stuff yeah, and how re- no matter like. <laughs> The loaded punch is so ridiculous, but for some reason I believed it like in that one second. So, oh, yeah, this can knock somebody out. The timing was sweet on that, wasn't it? Good yeah. lord. Great stuff. Juicy is right. Yeah, Juicy's good, uh, hey. Juicy's, uh, he's good with those, those straight lefts. You know? mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was good stuff, man. Uh, Jay White, of course, premium TV, brother. You know? um, all right. Next up, we have Tony Khan's big announcements. And he announces, very awkwardly as he does with the Tony Khan charm, you know, which we've all grown to know and love at this point, <laughs> for better or for worse, he, uh, he makes a collision regarding an announcement, and it's what we all expected it to be. Um, CM Punk will be featured on AW Collision. It was... Um, 
his delivery when saying CM Punk is something that needs to be studied and examined for years to come. Yes. Um, oh, it was. Um, I was expecting him to like lead it in, you know, you know, like an announcer. Yeah. Like I wasn't expecting like the full, like you know, buffer, you know, but <laughs> just. Um, at least something, you know, like the former AW champion or whatever. This is his guy. You, I mean... you know, like, there seems to be a bit of, um, obviously, Tony Khan wants him there. Otherwise, he wouldn't be here. Yeah, like, it's sim- simple as that. You know, it's his company. He calls the shots and, right. you know, um, he, of course, feels like, you know, the dust has settled enough where he can sneak him in to see if he can, uh, you know, work it out long term, I guess. Um He's he didn't tweet about it, you know. He didn't. It seems like he's he. We all know as fans anyway. We don't know. I don't know Tony. I've never actually spoke to him. But it feels like we all know that like he wants Punk there. He actively wants Punk there. Yes. And it's like he's not very. He's not like you know. He's not being as like shouty about it as I'd expect him to be. It kind of feels like he knows it's divisive, and he's kind of got his tail between his legs a little bit with it. Am I going crazy, Joe? I think you're going crazy, yeah. I don't know what you... I don't okay. know what you yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Like, the announcement? <clears throat> no, just in general. I don't know. There's no, I know of... exactly what you mean. Like, it, there was just, like, a sense of awkwardness about it. Like, the way he delivered it. And I know Tony's awkward yeah. anyway. There was no tweet, Joe. There, there was no <laughs> I didn't, tweet. I didn't like, know that. <laughs> he normally posts on his Instagram story as well. There was nothing on Instagram, nothing on Twitter. Like... I don't know, man. It was I a bit weird. I thought he looked. I thought yeah. he looked like overjoyed. <laughs> yeah, I thought he looked super excited that his boy's back. He just he popped on both the C and the M. <laughs> C <laughs> M. I said, "God damn, he can't wait to get him back." No, I had the opposite. It, I, I don't. I don't. No, I don't mean not. I just mean in general. I'm talking generally yeah. speaking. Um, oh. Well, hey, <laughs> you good, Ayo? Hey, you sound good. This <laughs> <laughs> is kind of laughing here, and you get before you get killed. No, sell Marty. What happened, bro? Yesterday, I told you they're making this little this little cutesy announcement because the ticket's not ticketing. Well, the announcement's been made. Yeah, you know our good friend here. Um, backup hangman of Russell Pierce, Ibrahim Ibr- Niang, said that CM Punk was going to sell out the United Center twice on a rumor. Well, the rumor thing didn't work out, now did it, hangman? So then, so then the, the rumor, the whole rumor idea got punted. They said, fuck it. We gon' we gon' we gon' yeah, J ain't no J. Cole, nigga. We, they said fuck it. You know what? We just gonna announce that CM Punk's pulling up. They announced CM Punk pulled up and they did what? Like six hundred tickets overnight? John Cena would never. John Cena would never. Meanwhile, look at this bitch ass nigga. Look at this look at this bitch ass. Hangman! What happened? With what? Why don't tickets not ticketing at the announcement? You tell me an AEW show that's done in advance of 7,500 people uh, for a TV taping this year. It's Name not 70. Is it 7,500? Yeah, it's 7,500, bitch. Name why, you tell me. You tell me. Why did you tweet that they, you, they was going to sell the United Center twice on a rumor? Why did you tweet well, that? It's configured for 10K and it's going to sell out to 10K. It's configured for 10K. That's a 23,000 seat arena. Hey, 
It's configured for 10K, and we it's count a, sell out. We count you know sell what? Out. We count first sell dance out. First dance was 14K, so, you know, 10, for, 10, for, 10, 10 The first dance was, 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 was 15. I, I was, always like, talking what? every single spot. No, 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 no. The first dance, the first dance was 15, uh, 300. WrestleTix, uh, I think it was 14. I, ju- I, I, I just checked. Was that, did I check with your cage match? Hold on. <laughs> I, I looked at the tweet, but that that is more uh, that's more reference. I haven't looked. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't done the case. Are, are, are we doubting my man Tix? You don't know that nigga anyway. Like I was saying, <laughs> like I was saying, the tickets not ticketing. The last time John Cena got announced for a TV taping, they moved five thousand tickets in two days. Roman Reigns gets announced for a TV taping. It's it's two thousand tickets off the shelf just like that. Some people are needle movers, you feel me? And some people just aren't. Are you saying CM Punk is not a needle mover? That's exactly what I'm saying. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I don't, you know, I'm gonna just let, I'm let what happens show for show for itself. You feel me? I'm not even gonna respond to that. You know, that's a that's a facts and numbers based argument, and I'll let the facts and the numbers trickle in. So we shall see in about a month and a half. Heard it here first. How's everybody doing, man? Assalamu alaikum. Yeah, I'm having a great day. Get that bullshit off my screen. Anyway. I'm having a good day, too. Hey, right, speaking um, of, uh, since you're putting up chats, we'll get into some super chats, you know? Let's, uh, let's fall for this all. Special shout-out to Darren Cage with the $10 super chat sent before the podcast. He said... He can't watch live because of work, so he's sending this early. I thought Dynamite was really, really good. So do we. Also, I think the money the money in the Caddis to catch the duo is in takes eventual face turn on that carny piece of shit. Mm. Well, there's still, there's still a lot of legs to go before we even get there, you know. Uh, you know a lot. It seems like a lot, a lot, a lot of legs on it. So, mm-hmm. You know, we'll... we'll, we'll that does seem like it will probably be the eventual ending destination in fucking whatever year it is, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. Darren Walker, five pounds. Appreciate you as always. Now the goat CM Punk is officially back. Monty, can you send a link to WrestlePurist Goat Ibu, or do we have to wait till Sunday night? <laughs> You're in Darren, there, Darren. I, Darren, it's a lucky day, my brother. <laughs> it's a lucky day. <laughs> Oh, Here he is. You know I'm saying? <laughs> Sprint into work. Hey, y'all be y'all be honest <laughs> with me, yo. Y'all be honest with me. CM Punk gets announced yesterday, and everybody on the roster that came out and performed, right? Did they not all have a pep in their step? What the fuck? Did they all not- <laughs> this is a nasty <laughs> Check this out. You know what it is? The boys in the back know that the checks are about to start checking. You feel me? When it comes to these these pay-per-views, these houses, these ratings, everybody's going to eat as a result of this man. And so because of that, you know, them three and a half start turning into three and a quarters. That's just what happens. You know what I mean? You start getting inspired basketball. Your dumb ass just said those three and a half turn into three and a quarters. You three fucking three idiot. Quarters. You know you, what I mean. You moron. This is why nobody should take anything you say seriously. <laughs> Fuck you. Anyway, why can't CM Punk do 15K in his hometown, Ibu? Hey, yo, how many What's the issue? Gonna, how many people are going to be in the uh, the building showtime? You twelve, can't... maybe, maybe twelve. And, and so, twelve is a tremendous number, is it not? You said he was going to sell out. What happened? 
What happened? United Center fits 23,000 people. He's just on, a bird at the end of the day, man, you know? Oh, it's, it's an Afro pick, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? All right, before we keep going in circles of what happened, <laughs> you know? Uh, Duh! What happened? Jacob Donnelly, $5. Can we get a weekly 10-minute segment dedicated to money telling stories of his day-to-day life? You get that anyway? You know why I don't want that? Because at some point in the story, he's going to say... I almost shit myself. <laughs> no. And I'll leave immediately. <laughs> exactly. Do we need that? Do we really need that? No. Do the people need that? I don't know. Yo, uh, that bitch outside. Okay. Zayd Nadi four ninety nine. Appreciate it. FTR versus books free for all the titles. One of the biggest missed opportunities ever in hindsight. Given the acclaimed run, it hurts more. But hey, Punk is back. I mean, loaded. Uh, I, I was very, uh, very for FTR versus books for like the four belts or whatever it was that would have been included at the time when it was like most talked about. Yeah. And I do think it is a shame that we didn't get it last year, you know. Um, but, you know, it's wrestling. It happens. Um, it's just one of those things. I'm sure, they'll, I'm sure they will do the third match in AEW at some point. Well, know? FTR needs to do is write a kindly worded letter to Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson for allowing them to get the IWGDP um, heavyweight tag t- belts. Yeah. All right? So we'll start there, and then we can work towards the trilogy. What well, could have been? Anyway. Uh, I don't know. Uh, David Michael Harwood, Dax Harwood of FTR, $5. Appreciate you. No, Ibu again. Guess the hoosh will do. Open invite to watch Nigel matches in my hotel room. Maybe a surprise if you look at Man, I'm quite so over here. Man, always. Man, you gotta worry about your glass jaw right now. You shouldn't be worried about me and Nigel matches. <laughs> <laughs> Average biscuit enjoy four pounds ninety nine. Appreciate you as always. Mass fan eighty four one ninety nine. Appreciate you. Mexicans and Japanese rule the wrestling game. They always have. They always have. Yes. Um, Town Spurs two dollars booed out the building. Booed out the fucking building. Callis or no, he's booed. talking about that Illinois Philippe announcement. Philippe, <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely my fault. Illinois Philippe. Definitely a um, mixed mixed bag in the crowd. Yeah. Oh my god! The way they yeah, snuffed dude, out that CM Punk chant with booze. Was delicious. It was a reaction, you know. um, Look, this is you know me, you know me, Monty. You know me, my objective criticisms, right? This is what happened. This is what Joe. Joe, what's going on, bro? What are you laughing at? Anyway, (laughs) anyway, I'm I'm gonna let you know what happened, right? So, so TK went out there. He said that the first episode collision will be featuring CM Punk. There was a loud pop. There was a loud pop. But there was an undercurrent of booze, right? And then the people who did pop tried to get their little CM Punk, CM, and then the crowd just shut that shit the fuck down. They booed them. They 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 said no, none of that. And then you look, you look at all the you look at all the news aggregators. What are they talking about? What are they talking about? CM Punk chance booed. Y'all told me I was delusional. Monty, what do you gotta say <laughs> about what? Oh, you, see, I, what, 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 what you, said, you said aggregators. 
<laughs> speak, speak on behalf of your people. Why was it? Why was it running hey, with those I headlines? I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't talk for the aggregators' headlines. You know they do their is, things. We do ours. You know. Is Ao, is AO trying to? Is Ao trying to get a takeoff about the reaction Phil got for his announcement? Is that what he's trying to do? No, he's attacking the aggregators. <laughs> no, I'm shit. I want. I want to look every news aggregator. The I want to. I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna walk over to the UK. Yes, you heard me. I said walk. I'm gonna look every news aggregator in the eye. Who said that CM Punk got booed last night? I'm gonna shake their fucking hand. You know what's the funny thing about it? Ao and many other people try to come at me like, "Yo, how you feel? Yo, they're booing your mans." People act like I like I I care about. Bro, no, no, no! Don't do this! Don't do this! Cause I just published the DMs right now. You were in shambles. No, I wasn't. I, all right, I'm all right. I'll, I'll, I'll post the DMs. Don't worry. Man, I got you. Don't worry about it. The point is this. I listened to his reaction. You know what I thought? It's money either way. You realize that this guy's a generational heel, right? You realize that he doesn't... Cope. You realize, no, he genuinely doesn't give a fuck if he's booed. He'd rather be a heel. So... <laughs> you know who did care. Who? <laughs> 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 I'll drop that big AO elite story on there and Monty fires me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Listen, y'all enjoy the rest of this podcast. Just know that there's no coincidence that AEW's back. Right at the same time. <laughs> y'all notice? Y'all notice the company's back the same time that Phil is back? I'm just saying. Y'all have a good one. I'll see you this June. We're in June. Is it, it's June. June. Yeah, it is June. <laughs> fucking idiot. 17th, baby. <laughs> Hey, it goes silent till then because that sounds like something you need to promise. I, he's out of here. All right. Uh, Trust the process. Okay, Thirty-four, four ninety-nine. Ao using Cena and Roman to bash Punk for not being a needle mover instead of using Kenny and the Elite. LMAO, I wonder why. Shameless. Hey, trust the process. Do me a favor. Do me a favor. Anarchy in the arena was announced May seventh, I believe. Go to WrestleTix. Go see how many. Go see how many tickets were sold. It was about 6,000 even, and then go look at the final gate for double or nothing. I, you bit the fucking bait. Go, go look at how many thousands of tickets were sold after that. There it is. Trust process again. Uh, 499. Many thoughts on TK booking of Mexican wrestlers and them constantly losing slash jobbing. DK, the last, don't know the last time one of them won a Dynamite singles match. Many your thoughts. Fuck it, bro. I mean, we're losers. I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> this is crazy. They just kind of like shrugged it off. <laughs> if if I if if I'm looking for a Mexican to win, man, I'll just go turn on boxing or something. You know, that's the only time. My response to that, as a non-Mexican but lover of lucha libre, is: Would you rather see the Lucha Bros and Bandito get match time on Dynamite against the BCC? And unfortunately, do the job, or would you rather see them just be protected? All oh, these guys can't lose. And then we get Kip Sabian and Butcher and the Blade up there. I knew that was coming. I knew he was gonna. Use so you, Kip you let me know. Trust the process. Which one do you think is better, TV? Look, guys, I'm, it's it's a long road for us over here, man. We we gotta take we gotta take whatever <laughs> stuff we can. You know, first we'll take the TV time. We already got the tag belts once. I mean, come on, we can't be pushing it anymore. Like we, oh, we're Ring of Honor champions, you know. Let's just say the victory is for Canelo, you know. Just give them to him, you know. (laughs) 
or maybe talking or from the heart, you know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, all the Mexican winners you know? in the UFC right now, so you know we got you know we're you can't spread you can't spread the wealth around. Skip Sabian. Vic Foley one ninety nine preach Ibu. Not sure what part that was at, uh, but appreciate the super that chat. That's a glick in your name. Uh, <laughs> M Zadong, $5. Ibu must stop supporting these false idols and believe in the strength of the masses. <laughs> Reggie, $10. Appreciate Yeah, I just smashed my TV in front of my family because of TK's <laughs> announcement. My wife took out crying kids and they said they're spending a week at the motel. Punk has ruined my family and my household. I'm so sorry to hear that. Isn't Maybe you need to just the least right. affected CM Punk victim. I'm so sorry, Reggie. At <laughs> <laughs> least got to... <laughs> least affected Punk victim. It's only worse from here. <laughs> oh man! All right, back to Dynamite then. Uh, please do keep the super chats coming. We appreciate them as always. Um, and yeah, man. Um, back to Dynamite. We had a triple threat match. It was Swerve Strickland versus Big Bill versus Trent Barrow. Good shit, man. Big Bill was out there. Big Billing. You know? Big Bill! Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've got the win here. Um, of course, it was announced not too long after this match that he will be facing Orange Cassidy for the international title. I'm kind of expecting him to win that as well as this triple threat mm-hmm. match, you know. Um, and, uh, yeah, it seems like on the path that he's on, it seems to be, you know, a very logical move for him to be, you know, given this kind of ball to run with, if he does end up taking about from Orange. I'm sure it'll be a great match as well, you know. Um, but this triple threat, it was good fun. It was a good time, you know. Charlie, what did you think? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun time. Um... Big Bill, just, he's so funny on TV, and he's, like, a good wrestler as well. Like, he's really come into his own these last couple of months on Dynamites and Rampages. Um, so I'm glad, like, he's the one that's being put in these spots. Um, him, Swerve, and Trent all had, like, really good chemistry, and I don't think they've all really wrestled that much, so that was quite surprising. But um, I thought it was a good time. I popped for the Superplex. It was a really Sorry, good Charlie, we have breaking news. Breaking oh, news. No. The international champion Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen are facing Big Bill and Ego Ethan Page in Tupelo. There There's no go. way you said breaking news and announced the house show match. <laughs> hey man, I, I watch these house show matches, man. For Big Bill especially, he goes out there and you watch like two. Man, you've seen one and a half house show matches, and it's not a recipe of house show correspondent. <laughs> Stopping a positive Big Bill review to announce the irrelevant Big Bill news is despicable, mate. It is something. Coincidence that they both came out at the same time. We're talking about Big Bill and these new. Somebody is watching. You know what, man? You clearly are. You're crying out for the ball there, you know? Um, Big Bill. The big, big, big fan of Big Bill, Manny. What do you think of the triple threat? I thought he was a standout of this match. He was just cooking everywhere, man. Like I liked how I liked how these how Swerve and Trent had to like double team him to get him out of here, you know. The what's that thing called? A black hole slam or what is it called? Uh mm-hmm. that was called, right? Mm-hmm. Black that, hole slam. Yeah, that he's an expert at that move out. Look, man, I don't know where how he got good at wrestling, man. I, I heard before he sucked. 
And now he, for some reason he's AEW around is, for a minute, man. So yeah, I mean this this guy's an upper mid card. I'll, I'll put the I don't know TNT title on him. You know, this is the kind of level this guy is at. You know, you see him coming out there with his like wet ass, wet hair. He was just out there ready to go. He's wet what? <laughs> Oh man, man! Um, Happy Pride, everybody! (laughs) (laughs) Your boy Swerve, he was uh, he got the win here. He's going on to a total match. Watch it, watch it, Takeover. I'll get very spiteful on the timeline next week. If Swerve Strickland is not the new international champion, you see all these bad faith grifters doing the re, redoing all the Ali white people bits and shit on the timeline now. Tony Khan, you don't want to make an enemy out of me, TK. <laughs> Do the right thing next week, brother. Do the right thing next week. Oh, thank you, Will. Uh, Joe. Uh, very much like myself. When it when it's not a one on one or two on two, it's uh you know you can uh, you can grimace a little bit. But what did you think of this triple threat match? I thought it was all right. Yeah, it was very good actually. Trent is uh, Trent is like, I mean, I, I say inconsistent so often at some point. Not inconsistent. Um, underrated so often. Yeah. I almost wonder if like we've got to the point where he's actually rated fairly and I'm just repeating myself, but I still, I still believe it. I, I think he's like one of the, one of the best professional wrestlers in that promotion that no one ever brings up in those lists. Right? Like, you know, I'm not saying he's the best, but God, he's so good. And he's bumping in this match. He was like the glue guy because you had two heels. You wanted to make look good. And so Trent had to serve the purpose of basically playing both those roles, right? For both guys. And they really made a point, you know, with Swerve getting the win of, of making Bill look good in particular as much to Manny's, uh, grin over there in the bottom corner so they did a good job of that and bill was worthwhile <clears throat> in that regard too all the space he was given he made the most of there was a the picture in picture break which i know not every like you know stateside is kind of hard to pay attention to but bill was kicking the shit out of those guys in the picture in picture he was clobbering them on the yeah, outside he he people engaged it was it was genuinely it was really really well worked and again i'm, I'm not like a huge triple threat guy but i thought in this particular match i thought it worked for everyone involved so more of this honestly if you have the right you know, group of talent gets another guy on TV. It adds some variety to the show. I, I like that a lot. AEW does a good job with these matchups with like with triple threats and the multi teams, multi people matches. They keep everybody involved. You never really see anybody like doing nothing. I I think it's really cool. Yeah. Also here it's like Swerve. You can kind of get away with it with Swerve because the the yeah. bit was that Swerve was picking his, you know, like he was picking where he should where he should uh, picking his spots where he should come in, and he obviously was going to inevitably like pick the perfect spot. And he did for the finish, right? Big Bill basically yeah. had Trent B and and he swept in there, so yeah, it was really good, really good stuff. Yeah, they made a point on commentary that uh, Swerve wrestled a smart match, so like it made sense that like when there was someone out the ring, it was normally Swerve. So yeah. Sure. Yeah, it was good stuff, man. And uh, I think uh, we all do. We all think Swerve takes the belt off Orange next week, or does anyone think Orange sneaks out of there very hurt and battered with the belts all wrapped around his way? I don't think it makes sense to like set up this match and have Swerve lose it at this point. Yeah, yeah, step line, too far. Yeah. If yeah. not, if I not think... Swerve, then who? Yeah. is on. Roosh is on vacation. He's not going to be back anytime soon. Yeah. So. After you did the battle royal finish, and you, if you're going back to Swerve, Swerve's winning. Like he just he yeah. has to. So like, that's an exciting direction, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. See, this is the stuff I'm talking about, Roosh. This was your belt. 
You know, you're gone. But was that like, because you could see Rouge politicking for it on Twitter. And I feel like if that's where the story was going, he wouldn't have done that. I feel like he would just been like, oh, y'all are going to see. But instead, he was just like, oh, the fans, you got to listen to the like. You know what? I, I don't know if y'all saw any of those tweets, but he was just basically like, I'll be champion one day if the fans stay behind me like this. Da, 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 da. I was like, bro, you're a heel. But, <laughs> but like, if, if that's where they was going, I don't think I don't think he would have been tweeting like that. Well, it seems weird because it seems like everybody in AEW is behind him. Because if you especially hear Danielson from the the presser, it seems like he's like a hundred percent behind him. Oh, he's fucking amazing, bro. And then, uh, but I have a new theory. I think he's going after the FTW title. Hmm. I would say that's not your best idea. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Taking a young man who has wrestled for two years and has saying, hey man, do you want to work Roosh on TV and get the fuck being out? I would not personally go and that. I mean, it sounds awesome. But, you know, I, I, mean, I would probably avoid putting Hook in that spot. Well, honest. I mean, if you, if, you get, <clears throat> if you beat Hook, then you can take the title off him. Hook can do whatever he... You yeah. want to do now? Then, I mean, I feel like the FTW title. I don't think the FTW really stopped Hook from doing much to me. Yeah, I just like, you know, Hook's like he has this whole whole like aura built around him, you know. And I just that would be an interesting direction because Roosh mm-hmm. to get Roosh to sell, you have to punch Roosh very hard and basically make him turn. I I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I just I'm, I think I'm like, if I, I see the main graphic, the, I'm with you, man. I'm, I'm I just you. think the belt represents uh, Roosh, like you know, fuck the world, yeah. you know. You think that about most bills, though, to be fair, right? This one, this one really fits Roosh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, next up, we had, a, uh, we had a clip of Chris Statlander, which, uh, you know, shows some of her like, journey back and winning the TBS title and stuff and her reaction backstage where she was emotional and stuff. And it was uh, it was, it was a nice clip to have, you know? Um, kind of what Joe was saying earlier about, like, you know, really drilling on that there was a pay-per-view last week, you know? So... This was that was nice to see. Then next up we had the acclaimed and Billy Gunn. They come out and kind of um you know, kind of like a mission statement. I think Billy Gunn can uh, win gold one last time. He claimed bring up how they were screwed out of the title, the normal tag titles. And um Yeah man, you see this was very short and sweet with Renee on the stage. Probably lasted about a minute, you know. And uh More of Yeah. Alright. And then John, you have to get into something. I just, it's more of this, more mission statements, more wrestlers talking about belts they want to win, more short interviews live in front of the crowd that are not, you know, setups for attacks. I I just thought it was a a nice piece of business and more follow up on the pay per view, too. So, positive. Yeah, mate. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. All right. Real business. Don, Don Callis and Takeshita live promo, uh, introduced by a disgusted Tony Schiavone who could barely get Don Callis' name out of his mouth because he was just so disgusted by him, you know. And uh, they make their entrance, Don Callis and Takeshi, they walk out there and the Titan Tron is literally just <laughs> just them kicking the shit out of her. Uh... <laughs> it, was, it was good stuff, man. Um, obviously, they come out to loads of booze, like an insane amount of heat, genuinely an insane amount of heat. Um and, uh, you know, as soon as, as soon as Don Callis gets in there and he gets asked questions of, you know, why, what was you, what was you thinking, etc., 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 the sort of questions you expect him to be asked, as soon as he goes to answer, the heat just, he gets ramped up and he's just getting booed and booed. You can barely hear what anyone's saying. 
um, really probably like the most heat anyone's ever got in AEW. Um, mm-hmm. Probably quite comfortably as well. Like this was really something, you know. Um, it really well. I'll let you guys kind of take the ball with this one. Uh, it was a lot of heat. Like I said, probably the most heat I've ever seen in the AEW ring, you know. Um, for a heel, anyway. Charlie, uh, mm-hmm. how disgusted are you in Don Callis and Takeshita? Man, it's tough times. It's tough times to be an elite fan <laughs> if you were also a Takeshita fan. But um, I think this is going to be a really special heel run. Like, the amount of heat they were getting from the crowd, it's like, they hated them. They were so bad. It was, like, really, like, it was really someone else to watch. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, the promo uh, Don Callis was cut, and it was, like, there was parts of it that was, like, very reminiscent of, like, previous promos he's done with Kenny. And I think that was by design, because these guys don't do anything accidentally. But there was moments of, um, he was, like, listing off everyone that Takeshi is better than, and that's very reminiscent of what uh, Kenny did in a random program, in a random promo in Impact if anyone remembers that but the one person they left off the list that was like very noticeable is that they didn't mention Ibushi so I think that's like just another thing of he's coming eventually like just we don't want to talk about him but he's coming um and they also did like they threw a card on the end and they panned down to the forbidden door sign it's just like there's definitely something there with that um and then like having uh Takeshita just cut a promo in Japanese as well Kenny used to do that in Japan in English because he was like, well, I'm the heel. Like, you guys don't have to understand what I'm saying. I'm just going to get my shit off sort of thing. But I thought this was a really good segment. Like, one of the best heel segments that we've seen on a Dynamite. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of things to kind of analyse in what Don Callis was saying as well. His, uh, his list of names, the emphasis when he mentioned Kazuchika Okada. Um, yep. Me, uh, quite a lot of interest in wheels being turned here. Joe, what did you think? Yeah, this is like an instant classic AEW segment, definitely. Don Callis is so good in this role. I mean, Takeshita is obviously one of the great wrestlers out there right now, but this role is this is a real blessing for him to spot they put him in here because, like, I thought his part of the segment was great also. But honestly, <laughs> even if Takeshita didn't talk, like, Callis is going to get this heat on him in some form or fashion. It just by it will just rub off inevitably, right? It's, it's just the way. It, People genuinely dislike Don Callis, and that is an increasingly rare trait to have in the professional wrestling industry. Like, there's a lot of heels, and I don't resent this as part of the way wrestling is. It's like, there are a lot of, like, kind of wink-wink heels, right? And, like, yeah, I'm being a heel. It's like, Don Callis is, he's disdain, there's genuine disdain for that guy, you know? And, and he thrives upon it. He loves it. And every single time they booed, he sold. Because if he doesn't sell, they're eventually going to stop booing by selling, they were encouraged to keep booing because they were throwing him off, you know, and that's where, like, that's the the genius of a guy who knows what they're doing in front of a crowd like that. And I, I thought he did a terrific job. He cut his promo for the TV crowd. I bet you couldn't hear a word of it in the building, but that was the point, right? And no. it was a hell of a promo also. So, yeah, Don Callis was was killer here, and I love this whole direction. I think this is, as Manny kind of said, there's, there's big money to be drawn with this. This is a special deal, I think. So, I'm excited. Manny, you're looking forward to seeing some big money being drawn with Don? Yeah, after that segment, I was... And first, let me tell you what I was doing. I was on Discord listening to this. Downcast came out, and like I can hear the crowd booing him, so I told everyone on Discord, I got to go. And I was like, I can just pay attention to this. And literally, when he started talking, when he started naming Ricky Dolls and 
Maeda and all these guys. I just I did the, that meme where the guy just sits down like that. And he goes forward in his chair. That's what I did. That's like, and then I was just like, oh man, this guy's cooking, bro. I mean, this is this is awesome. And then Takesha being thrown off by all the heat too. <clears throat> this is this is just masterful stuff. And I after the end of the segment, I just said I need Takesha to have the world champ. I need him to have the world title right now. And then have Ch- uh, Kenny Chase after him. Because I think that's like the, one of the biggest things you can do right now. But I don't really know mm. how fast you want to burn it. Mm-hmm. But I found well, I found two things interesting with what Callis did was one of them, he said, I'm going to start building my family now. So yep. obviously it means he's going to bring more members. And then another dig at Kenny Omega he did was because he calls Kenny my uh, his his nephew. Well, he's starting, now he's calling uh, Takeshi his son. So I mean I just this is just all this is like a like a I don't know how to how to like a one one oh one or promo I don't know how to say the saying is uh, it just says real grips. Yeah, it's just real grips, bro. <laughs> I, I just I just need I just need like a huge run as Takesha as a world champion, as a heel. I just think it'll be phenomenal. But my one fear is this I think this act is so cool. That the fans are gonna start realizing it's cool, and they Dome, might start. Sh- I think Dom will get ahead of it, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think it's happened a few times in AEW already, where the action's so cool. Like where there was yeah. Miro, House of Black, MJF to a point, for sure. And then yeah, I just hope that the crowd just keeps playing into it and uh, you know, keep. Uh, I think those acts liked being, except for House of Black. I think I think Miro and MJF yeah. liked being the cool heels. I got cheered and shit. Yeah, but yeah, fucking Callis Cal Cal ain't gonna let that happen. You know what popped me the yeah. most about heel Takesha? He's like, I'm a bad guy now, so I'm gonna just start wearing fucking Gucci belts. Fuck it. Like, where, where, where did he get this Gucci belt, bro? Yeah, he's he's really rocking. He was stripped out. Like, hey, bro, this shit is like, this shit is amazing, though. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to see where it goes. I don't know. There's there's a whole bunch of different places they could take it. Um, I didn't really think of Takesha wearing, uh, having the belt and Kenny chasing him. Um, I think if you do that, you have Takesha win in the end, honestly. But uh, yeah, yeah, man, uh, this is this is good shit. I don't know if I I guess they're gonna put a pin in that BCC thing, but uh, they still got a, a blood and guts match to work towards. So maybe I don't know. Maybe he does join the BCC. I still think United Empire is more likely at this point. Um, yeah. they might just be waiting for uh for Mark to get healed up before they make that official pairing. But uh, let's see. But you have but you, the thing is you have to catch to be filled away with BCC until then, right? So for if they do the yeah. guts, yeah, 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 loose affiliate. Yeah. yeah and one thing, to catch it, come on, man, you can't wear Versace with a Gucci belt, man. You got to wear one or the other. <laughs> and that's 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 been fashion with many of the Hooper. <laughs> and he said, "Ban." Next up, we had an um, Arn Anderson Wardlow promo. Uh, this was just kind of counting the match that they had at Double or Nothing. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Wardlow laid down a challenge to uh, the Dinosaur Nochosaurus, and uh, that could be interesting. Mm. It could be, yes. Could be, yeah. It could Maybe be they should put that on, like, you know one of those episodes of Rampage that 
I made the professional de- decision not to watch. Yeah. May have a home on one That's very spiteful, John. I just don't uh, It's Luchasaurus and Wardlow, you know I mean? It is what it is. There's graps for everyone. That one's not for me. And some <laughs> you lose some. If Owen Anderson wears a good tracksuit, I might tune in. That always pops me. The all-white look is that if he puts that one out, I might have to watch. But the promo was pretty good, though, in all seriousness. Bits aside, it was a good promo. Yeah, well, speaking yeah. of graps, that is for Joe Hall, but yes. next up we have Darby Allin, Norwich oh, yeah. Cassidy. Versus the Gates of Agony. Oh, that was good and, shit. Uh, he was, man. The Gates of Agony. As soon as they walk out on TV, like they have a certain presence about them where you know that they would kick the shit out of you, which is always good with professional wrestlers, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man, they just kind of have like a certain aura about them. I know, uh, I know who but love this one. This is, this is the real graps that we like to see on our oh, yeah. weekly television programming. So, Joe, I'll let you get into this one first. Well, there was a match uh, last October that, I watched with Manny the Hooper on the air, and quite infamously, the the Gates of Agony wrestled the FTR in a match that was actually a freestyle match that we reacted to like it was some sort of All Japan 1995 epic. But I want to be clear, it was a great time, but I want to be clear in saying that I actually like this act beyond kind of the the comedy that's associated with that. Khan has always been someone who's like jumped off the page to me. Uh, The Soldiers of Savagery in in Ring of Honor, him and Moses were, were a really nice team, and Khan has got like a great look and he has a certain TV polish and presence that's really apparent, especially now. He's even expanded since then. Totally owner, the first time we saw him in AEW, he did a he did a match on Dark. Um, I can't remember his partner, but he did a match with FTR on Dark, ironically, and they built the whole match around the fact that Totally Owner just beat the hell out of both of them. And then as soon as he tagged out, they pinned the other guy he was teaming with. And I remember like at the time it being a conversation among the sickos of my God, who was that dude? And then eventually you got introduced into the, the Tully Act now here. And it's like, I'm not saying they're the best tag team in the world. That's not the point or the appeal of the Gates of Agony. But there is a sense of danger. And like, especially with Toa Leona, it doesn't always appear he knows exactly what he's going to do next. And man, is that refreshing. Like, everyone's offense is so polished now, but there's not a lot of intent. These guys, they're for like animals. They're like killers, you know? And it's like... They have a nice, that's an overlap between they have a shared intensity, but they also are different in the sense that it feels like Khan is directing traffic while Toru is literally like just a savage. A loose like he's animal. just running. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and I think they did such a good job here making the most of this like opportunity. They had like 10 minutes with two top baby faces, and it goes without saying Orange and Derby were the perfect baby faces to make them look this way, right? I mean, it's not, mm-hmm. I mean, they're the obvious guys for that. But good lord, I mean, they, they, they brought it here. They just, there was an absolute hoop throughout. I even think Calm was, you know, did a good job of kind of assisting them through that little heat segment they had in the middle. The finish was not as clean as the opening act, but it was still a good time. And and this was really good wrestling TV. And let me be clear, folks, I'm not saying it's like a four-star match, but I am. it's just a blast, you know? Like, it was, it was all action. It was exciting. And I think a lot of guys who are more experienced in the Gates of Agony and have more polish to them than the Gates of Agony could learn from the way they approach this match. Because, look, let's be honest. They were just a hurdle on Orange's road to swerve, and they were a chance for Derby to get a win after losing on the paper. That's what they really were in the grand scheme of things. But they certainly didn't feel that way when you watched the match, right? They thought they were trying to make their own statement. And I think a lot of guys can learn from that that are much more experienced and kind of, you know, let these moments pass. So big thumbs up. I love the match. Obviously, the baby faces opposite them are terrific at what they do. But a big night, I thought, for Gates of Agony, legitimately. Yeah, good. It's good wrestling too, man. Yeah, the exact kind of stuff. 
No, I'm gonna be seeing on my weekly shows, you know. Uh Manny, you did say just now that you went four stars on this on this ordeal here. Um Yeah man, get into it. Bro, these these guys like the physicality of these two uh Bishop and uh Tolion Bring is just second to none and or second to Roosh, but uh these guys they're just <laughs> The way they just beat up on every on uh, Orange and Darby was just incredible. And then those dives that Darby was landing on Toa, on Toa, like it was nothing. It was just, uh, and they were just bouncing off him. And did you guys see the uh, the bump where Toa did a what is it a backdrop onto the apron? He just bounced off it like it was nothing. Bro, that was he's reckless, man. <laughs> he even like misses them like he did here and just lands on his back. Or sometimes there was one time he did Blake Christian and he killed him. It was fucking, it was incredible. Yeah. So I, I was reading earlier that he started training in 2019 mm-hmm. and had his first match in 2021. So wow. like, this guy's only two years into his career, and if yeah. he's like, I mean, I don't want to say good, but I want to say a great, a good vibes wrestler. I mean, this guy is uh, this guy's the limit for this man, and uh, I just can't wait to see what he does and how they develop because he's in, he, they ha- they have him in there with a lot of good like a lot of mm-hmm. they have him surrounded by a lot of good guys, so I can't wait to see his development in the next few years. Because yeah, he, mm. I remember that dark match I reference was like just months after his debut altogether. You can tell yeah. he's a freak athlete, right? The way he moves is is crazy. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, he's a savage. Uh, Charlie, are you a big fan of the Gates of Agony? I mean, I wasn't, but after that tag match, I'm like, I need to see more of it because it was just, it was just a good time, man. I like, I haven't really got much more to add because you guys kind of covered it all, but they were taking some crazy bumps for like a random tag on a dynamite. Like they was mm-hmm. like they were going for it. And Darby and Orange Cassidy have such good chemistry as like a random tag team, and like yeah. I love tag teams like this where you just throw a couple of guys together and see what happens. Yep. Um. I want to see if they run this trios match that they like kind of teased after with Sting coming back. Like, who would you put in for the third guy? Would you put Brian Cage in with them? Like, on the other side? I think you do Swerve because. I was going to say, or do you do it as Swerve? Because I said Mogul Embassy in the group chat, like, when we were talking about it last night. So Probably Swerve because I guess with Cage, that would be the champs, technically. And yeah. Tony's brain would like it, you know. That means yeah. Sting is the six-man Ring of Honor tag team. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd probably put the But on the, the All-Star yeah. tag thing is a real thing. Like, I love that everyone has friends in AEW and everyone's in their little groups. Mm-hmm. It's cool. But one of the things that, like, it, it limits you on is being able to do stuff like this. I still want to get these weird tags, you know? Like, not every tag team needs to have a reason being associated. Just throw a graphic up sometimes. I'm for it. So, this is good shit. That's good shit. Uh, Ayo, do you enjoy seeing Darby and Orange tag together? Bro, this fucking... This fucking mogul embassy stable, bro. It's a lot of money to be made here, Monty. And you're just gonna have to cry for years and years and years while they take over AEW. I've been waiting, nigga. I tried to convince myself that it was gonna work out with fucking Trench, whatever that meth head's <laughs> name is, and and Parker Boudreaux. I I was I was just like, yo, fuck, let's just just skip the whole stable thing. You sort of be high on his own. They they got him some real heaters now, bro. Real heaters that can actually work. They people, you put them on a match graphic, people are gonna be excited in the future and shit. They could realistically win gold one day, maybe if they keep getting better, bro. I've been a fan of Khan for a while. Um. 
with like Shane Taylor promotions and shit. Not so much Shane Taylor, but you know, Khan was always doing his thing. Um, I saw Totally on it the first time on Dark. I'm not sure if it was that FTR match Joe was talking about. I just remember seeing him because he was on Dark, and then the next week he was going like viral for bench pressing 600 pounds. And I was like, oh, I just saw this motherfucker wrestle. And then, um, so, you know, me. I'm a, I'm a, what, what did Monty used to call me? Like a gym pervert or some shit? Iron pervert? So I see something like that, it pops me, bro. So, I don't know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for uh, Mogul Embassy and shit, bro. We're going to take over AEW. Monty's just going to have to cry. Hey, yo, did you see uh, <laughs> Prince Nana look at Swerve, like, all scared, like, Heyman does to Roman when the, when his guys got pinned? Oh, yeah, yo, you just, he didn't know what he was going to do next and shit. Yeah, his eyes were all, like, Oh, he's so like, good. Yeah. I love Chris Nana, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy he's on TV, bro. Me too. Look, I, I need to talk to somebody in that group to get <laughs> yes, you to, to get to get Brian Cage a ski mask with the mohawk call down the back. Yeah. He gotta throw that ski mask on, bro. I don't know what his, uh, I don't know what his hesitation is. Paul Heyman, no, no, that manager of the year award, you bottled it, bro. It's going to Callis, and Nana might get second. He gets enough screen time. It's over. God, it would be Nana. awesome if they were able to tweet the manager of the year, Prince. Nana. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pop huge. Yeah, me too. Yeah, well, uh, all right, next up on Dynamite, we had a MJF promo, which um, it was only a short one, and I thought it was good. MJF in his pre-tapes. This was like a pre-tape done after the um, after the Fatal Four Way and the pay per view. You know, and he's just, he's just bragging, and he's saying no one's on his level. He's the best in the world. Like I said, it was short, sweet, always good when it's a pre-tape with MJF. Um, it's always good when he gets to the point, man. You know, um, you I'm not you one of those people. The, uh, you didn't miss the bidding war 2024 uh, stick. <laughs> you weren't yearning for it. Well, yeah. You you didn't you you weren't waiting for a Nick Khan reference. <laughs> See, there was none of that, you know, straight to the point, putting himself over and talking like the champ, you know, talking like a hill champ. So uh, that was a good bit of bit of TV, you know. Um, right, next up we had a segment with Hawk, who was interrupted by the LFI, who was then attacked by the LFI, and then he was saved by Jungle Boy Jack Perry, which looked like... Um, what did they call them? Jungle Hook or some shit? Yeah. You know, reuniting them. They'll probably have a few tags, you know, and it'll give Jack Perry something to do. Jungle Boy's going to brain hook with that chair one yeah, day. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think they intended for you to, like, wonder that. Because you know when um when Jack went in the ring, Hook turned his back? And yeah, Jack had- and Jack like, mm. took, like, half a step towards him. Yeah. I think they the way they cut, they kind of look... Because I think we were supposed to wonder that for a second. Like, I'm almost certain of it. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think that's where we're headed here, too. Uh, we also, we may be headed to that roof direction. That this is where I said that, where Jack Perry joins LFI, and then he, become, he becomes Jack Perro. So then you know this. Just Jack Dog. <laughs> Jack Dog. <laughs> and then oh, we're going. Funny, funny. But, um... Yeah, it did seem like the work on the signaling, like to mm-hmm. get you to think about it at least. I He's hope doing that... a Christian cosplay. It's uh-huh. very funny. 
I ho- I'll just hope that um, if to do the jungle hook thing and that is the plan of like eventually mm-hmm. doing the turn and stuff, I just hope that they give good reason for it. You know, and it's not just like, oh, this is what Jack Perry does now. You know, it's just. <laughs> I mean, they they told the story in the in the match where it was just like if Jack Perry cheated, he might have won. He might be. Yeah. We're not even cheating because it was a multi-man match. But if he did like the dishonorable thing and domed MJF or whoever was in the ring with the belt, he, he could he might have been champion today. But he didn't. He played by the rules and it didn't get him anywhere. So he could like play off of that. Yeah, 100%. He would have to be like, put into a kind of similar situation. Again, obviously, that situation involved the world title, you know what I mean? Yeah. This one would be the FTW title. <laughs> so it would know, be a bit different, you know? The real um, world title. It does kind of feel like they're telling the story with Jack Perry, what they could have done with Hangman if they decided to turn him heel last year after Definitely. Double or Nothing. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see the other side of that coin of what could have happened if Hangman had turned heel at the time and they're turning it with Jack Perry, which I think is going to be good. I'm, I am excited. Now that I've like accepted the idea that he's going to be a heel, I'm on board with it. It's going to be good. I'm, I am excited. I think it's a worth what like I think it's a, a thing that's written very much worth trying with a young guy like him who's who's got a long way to go and if, even if it doesn't work out you can always go back to something different right and that's kind of the beauty of it. The one thing I would say is I am very intrigued as to how he'll work inside the ropes as a heel. Like yeah. I don't necessarily know what that's going to look like. He may be best served honestly with his frame to just go full like chicken shit heel because you know the alternatives are like. I don't know if we want to see Jack Perry taking like an eight-minute heat segment on someone, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm not sure what the best play is there. So that's the only thing I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by. I also, definitely do gonna... have my um, have my concerns with a yeah. heel Jack Perry, you know. Uh, but um, I'm open-minded. <laughs> I'm, I'm open-minded. And like Joe said, which is very important to point out, that he's so young that if he fucking doesn't work, He's still a very talented wrestler, and you can, you know, you can just switch course again. So, you know, while he's while he's still young and like, you know, uh, growing as a wrestler, these are the times where you like, you try these things. So, um, you know, but like I said, I kind of I do have my uh, my concerns that I'm interested about and seeing now how it all plays out. Manny, are you interested in a? Yeah, bro. Look, <laughs> I'll give him a little taper. You know, I'll have his long black pants or like light. With lightning on it, you know, have a beer, you know. Maybe not call him Jack Perrow or something. Maybe like Holly- <laughs> maybe like Hollywood Perrow, you know, just like Hollywood <laughs> dog. You know, he just has his glasses. He, he rustles like Roosh. It's and crazy that Manny conceded on the new name but kept the Perrow part. <laughs> <laughs> I think, to go back to Joe's part, point, I think the idea of you having to like wrestle like a heel, it's kind of outdated in 2023. Like, we just saw the Young Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Getting all their flips and quote-unquote gymnastic and trampoline bullshit in and getting booed out the fucking building. All they really stopped doing was the Meltzer driver. They just switched, yeah. swapped it out for the BTE trigger. But they were still getting all this shit in. And people, there was no the elite chance for two years. Mm-hmm. They were getting booed regularly. Fans were not, like... Fans were like, these are the kills, these are the bad guys. We don't care what cool shit they, they do. We're going to pop for it, then we're right back to Borno. So if you just get, like, your character work down, it's not like these are the greatest promos of all time in the Young right. Bucks, but they knew how to, like, get heat from the crowds the in other ways instead of just yeah. laying in, like, chin locks and shit. 
Cause I, I'm right, I'm right there with you, Joe. I'm not trying to see a Jungle Boy eight right. minute heat. I'm not trying to see an eight minute heat segment from anyone, honestly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, I'm not like it's no, my, bro, my no. Thing, I think you're absolutely right, but the Young Bucks are like incredible at pairing <laughs> yeah. their flips with like a personality quirk that makes people want to boo them. <laughs> Fuck these guys. Like, yeah. You know, and they're also they're so versatile, like. We've talked about this match the last couple of weeks, but the match they with Eddie and Moxley, they basically were as like an old school heel tag. Yeah. You know, Matt yeah. does the Super Dragon spot. And like, so I just, I agree with you, but I think whenever we go down the road of like, well, the Bucks did it. It's like, fuck, man. I don't know if Jack yeah, Previous got the, you know what I'm <laughs> I just, I don't know if Jack, until we see it, we don't know, right? Hopefully it works out. But I just don't know if he's going to have a dynamic enough personality to do the moves and be where he needs to be you know like because the bucks have they have so many quirks to their game like mm-hmm. yeah we interest him we'll see well let me pitch you on another idea for jack perry he comes out <laughs> with a with a fake hollywood star you know he comes out with the ring and he just uses <laughs> it as a weapon wow manny what <laughs> Hey, say that again, because I'm genuinely going to Oh, the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So, yeah. so man, you want him to go to the, go over there with a shovel, right? And just, no, like, no, no, pick, no. Then just pick off, like, his dad's star, see, maybe. See, and just see. walk around and just beat the shit out of people with it. Okay, I didn't think about the dad part, but that's awesome. So, so, what, you, so what, you, what you do, so when you get a, since none of you guys ever seen the YouTube videos like I have, there's when you get a Hollywood Walk of Star or whatever, you get a, you get a, you get a plaque with the star uh-huh. on it. So yeah. he can use that plaque as a weapon to start hitting people, and you just be like, "You got Hollywood," and there you go, and just. My name's dog in the background, so it <laughs> popping me. As he was trying to explain this, he's terrible, Jack Perry. His dog is not cool, and I It's never good when you make a pitch and immediately your hands got this. Hey man, I'm just shooting the shit over here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure TK will be in your DMs trying to get all your uh, all your Jack Perry pictures. Anyway, um, all right. Next up on Dynamite, we had a um, Tony Storm promo, and you know she's there with the Outcasts, and she's just kind of like, you know, I'm here, I'm champ, I'm the shit. And it's just kind of one of those promos, you know. Uh, Two time Tony, I believe she's the only women's champion to do so. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, yeah, man, uh, be interesting to see where this goes. Of course, Outcast is a very heavily featured and pushed group at the moment, so it makes sense for someone in that group to be world champion when the current champion goes down injured. Hopefully, Jamie's back sooner rather than later. Hopefully, we're all praying that she makes it to Wembley. And um, Yeah, man, shout out Tony Storm. She's definitely not a bad choice whatsoever to put the world title on for now, you know? Um, any thoughts on Tony as champ, anyone? I think it's, it's a steady choice, right? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. we, we saw what she did in me last time. I thought another promo segment there wasn't an immediate int- like interruption. Nice. More pay-per-view follow-up again. Like, there was, a, there was a really nice feel to this show, and it didn't feel like Tony, like, just throwing shares. A lot happened without it being dizzying. This is an example. I'm glad Tony got a chance to speak. I'm glad it was actually Tony doing the promo, too, who, re- in the last few weeks, Tony has shown, like, a genuine... It, like she seems, you know, interested in doing these premises, which wasn't always the case, honestly. So, uh, I, I like this for it was. I said Manny because at least Manny would pop me. Look, man, I, I understand we all keep the shit out of everybody's booking, but 
There is no way Hooper is getting that pencil. It he's <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't book the the Jack Perry stuff. But if you want to watch Pride and Ring of Honor to like have a love child, I'm I'm your man. That's what I would book. Wait, so are you officially banning the Jack Perry idea? Well, for my promotion. All right. <laughs> many, many trust oh, Harry. Like mid two thousands Ring of Honor with that production level, with fucking Pride Fighting Championships, the greatest pageantry in the history of combat. That is Pete Hooper right there. That's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, he's a uh, yeah. big sports fan. No Hooper, you know combat sports. I might sports, be in. Yeah. I might be in. Yeah. yeah, you might convince um, me. Cool. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Uh, Couple super chats. Uh, yeah, was <laughs> Beautiful stuff, money as always. Uh, shout out Sakuraba, the Gracie killer. Um, all right, couple super chats. Uh, like the video, please, people. We've had like consistently over 150 people. I think we've got close to 200 people in the stream. A lot of viewers. Manny's dogs here. You know, we're, we're very blessed right now. Ao's popped in. It's not his yeah, usual man. Thursday slot. You know, we're very blessed today on this Thursday. So get hit that like button, man. We're on about fifty logs at the minute. I wanna, I want us to finish the video on like a hundred. You know, there's enough of you in here. So uh, hit the button, man. Hit the like button. Appreciate you as always. Uh, Koi Starlings four ninety nine. I think Swerve wins when Nick Wayne comes in. They have to. They have a built-in feud. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, obviously, when Nick Wayne comes in, that will be definitely like one of the first people to go to with him. I think um, because I think they'll bring him in like very like prominent. Like I don't think they'll just throw him on the roster sort of thing. You know, like they'll. I think they'll position him as like this prodigy and stuff. I yeah. think it would be kind of a missed opportunity if they didn't. Um, so yeah, Swerve would be good in one of these mm -hmm. first feuds, of course. Did any of y'all see that Defy match? Yeah, it was amazing, bro. Incredible. Great storytelling. Really his mom, when he's beating the shit out of Nick Wayne in front of his yeah. mom, his mom's like, "Oh, please!" He's like, "Shut Swerve up, bitch!" Just keep. It is so good, bro. Swerve's a monster as a heel. He's this match next week. Like we talked about our prediction for it, but the actual match itself is going to be incredible. Like Swerve's going to be such a piece of shit in that match. I'm I'm really really excited for it. You also, in terms of Nick Wayne, you have the. Uh, the baked in Samoa Joe program from that time that Joe oh, like, attacked him. Yeah. <laughs> so you can get a six minute match out of that for one of your TV shows, I'm sure. Yeah, man. All for it. There is, there is, there is. Uh, Showtime Spurs, $5. Let Manny Cook would be a perfect first loss for Hook and would instantly make Rouge in AEW. Who has more FTW attitude than Rouge? Manny, you've got a fan. Yeah. I'm not, look, I, nobody, nobody. Graphic, my God, that was aggressive. If, oh, you, if you uh, if you throw that match graphic up, there's no way I'm gonna do anything but pop. I think it'd be very bold, but that doesn't mean it's bad necessarily. Maybe the hoop build was on. Yeah, the Joe, Joe's concerns are the only concerns that I'd have. I enjoy the match. I just Rushi's a Rushi's a character yeah. man. I'll leave it at that. And if you give him the young, you know, baby face <laughs> talk, you know. Um, it could be like, interesting. Thus um, far, all of his longer matches have been with all ego, Ethan Page, who is going to wrestle you a certain way, and mm -hmm. Roosh would wrestle you a very different way than all ego, Ethan Page. And that's all. That doesn't mean again. That doesn't mean it wouldn't be a good idea. It may fucking rule. It probably would. But yeah, we'll it could. 
Uh, AO has been called out by Hi I'm Aiden with $2 and he says I would beat AO in a fight <laughs> well I'm a, pa- I'm a pacifist I don't fight there you have it you know there you have it yeah man uh, I got a concealed carry license I'll shoot you nigga <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for something. You know? <laughs> we, we all laid out for like a moment of silence. We wanted to see what he would say. And like... <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not kidding about the concealed carry license part. But shout out to Aiden. Be packing, bro. I don't want to fight you, bro. It is what it is, bro. Uh, Greek Foley, uh, 499. Appreciate you as always. Most of the names linked to Collision so far are heels. What other faces do you think will be on the show? Also, what other women than Rosa? Oh, brother. I just so many people that should be over at Collision. There's just, um, you know, Brian Pillman Jr. He's on the Jr. IO list. <laughs> Brian Pillman Jr. would make waves over there. Um, Iron Savages, formerly known as Bear Country. Oh, my God. Show, send them over there with that with that Flex Hogan guy, whatever his name is. It's just, there's just there's so much money to be had. Um, Just uh, Alan Angels, he's still looking for a contract. Throw him on Collision. Like, what are we doing here? Let's make some money. It feels like Darby might be on collision. Oh, no, no, no. Come on, come on. Let's relax. Let's relax. Let's just all calm down here. We just put him alongside Pilman Jr. and Alan Angels and all the other great players. <laughs> it feels like Darby may be on there quite a bit. Nah, um, yeah, because, I mean, when you when you think Alan Angels, when you think Pilman Jr., you know, Iron Savages, Darby's definitely yeah. just the next natural selection in that list. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying we're going to push him, mate. I just, you know, give us a little Darby and we'll... You yeah, know, we'll, I don't even, we'll figure it out. I don't even know if Rosa's even going to be there. Isn't she still hurt? Yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah, talking about she needs surgery and shit, bro. It is and a really good question. That, like, genuinely Where's Serena is. Deeb, guys? Serena what is Serena Deeb? Deeb? These are the questions. Charlie, we, we don't know. Nobody asked the questions. <laughs> and nobody asked the questions about Tati and Clay. The last time I saw Serena Deeb, she confronted Queen Aminata at the last Terminus show. Wow. And then Terminus got cancelled because you guys kept cyberbullying Jonathan Gresham. Well, hold on. Because <laughs> you specifically, Monty, kept cyberbullying <laughs> Jonathan Gresham. <laughs> Terminus is over. No, man. That's shout out Jonathan and Gresham. You know? I, I'm, being, I'm being real serious, guys. I need to know where Deep is, man. Everybody's so vague about her. I need to know the answers. I'm sure there's a story there, and that's why yeah. people are vague about her, but, you know. Um, hopefully everything's all right. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully she's okay, you know. All right, uh, hi, I'm Aiden. He's back again, and he says, true. Of course, direct to the AO, $2. <laughs> Appreciate you. Um, yeah, man. Um, but, yeah, people, keep the, keep the super chats coming. Keep the likes coming in, and uh, subscribe if you haven't already, man. Uh, back to Dynamite. Chris Statlander, she... Returns to AEW Dynamite for the first time in way too long. Um, oh and she makes her first entrance as TBS champion, which she just won off Jay Cargill, breaking her streak. And, um, yeah, first defense versus Nyla Rose. And um, I, thought the, I thought this was nice. I thought this was better than the last match that they had, definitely. And uh, a nice start. Chris Statlander's first like, proper match. You know, the, the, the match with Jade was literally like, 40 seconds or something so you know um but yeah i thought chris did what she needed to do here nyla as always she's pretty consistent in these roles you know and um good bit of business i know i say that a lot probably a bit of a cliche on this channel at this point but oh that's what i thought it was 
Charlie, was you a big fan of this one? Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a good time. It was a nice callback to like like you said the previous match. Um, when Nyla was champion, I'm pretty sure Chris was like her first challenger. So having Nyla be Chris's first challenger now that Chris is champion, it was a nice little callback. Um, I'm really happy for Chris Statlander, man, that she's back and she's in this position. It's what it's like. I don't I don't like to say it's what she deserves, but she was working towards it for so long, and then like getting injured when she did, it was so unfortunate. But um, I'm excited to have her back, and she's going to be a, like a work for a champion. It's going to be great, and the fact that she can still hit that 450 with two like bionic knees is oh kind of crazy. God. I just ripped like, my shirt off when I saw that. <laughs> the AO shirt disintegrated. Oh my god! <laughs> Turned to dust. Because Monty, what do I say? What do I tell you when the match is boring as fuck? I say do a flip, nigga. And I said this match is boring, but I just love flips, bro. <laughs> And it's just not, it's not a lot of women out here on national television doing 450 splashes. It's Stat, it's it's Bianca Belair, it's... Who else? Is that it? Uh, it Maybe, yeah. Don't... He, he said this match is boring. No, I didn't. No, he, he, I said, I said, I said, when the match is boring, I tell Monty, I'm like, yo, do a flip, nigga, because I love flips, bro. I can't be bored watching flips unless you're like Blake Christian or something. But anyway... But um, two bionic knees, just pulling out a 450 splash, showing her power, showing her athleticism. Stat is an amazing wrestler, and I hope that she can stay healthy for a long, long time because I love watching her wrestle. Yeah, Absolutely. good stuff, man. Good stuff, good stuff. Hey, Pa. You seemed to attack AO then when you thought he called the match. Hey, well, well, I don't know. What did you think of the match? It was good. <laughs> you did it again. You keep doing what? it. It was a good match. What do you want me to no, say? It was you a good do, match. Hooper, um, this, again, folks, there's no sense happening on this show. It's a trend that I pointed out last week, and Manny said, oh, he, he refuted these claims. Remember this, Monty? I said, whether you like or dislike the women's match on the television show, you always answer it in the tone you don't, you don't use for any other segment on the show. I said, Manny, you got to beat these allegations, brother. It's time. It was a good match. Manny? Look at the shrug. You see, oh yeah, you see what I'm talking about here, right? There's a shrug. This is nasty. That was good. Yeah, it was good. You know, where's, come on. Get some energy, man. You can just fly out about this thing. This was, this was a good damn match. This is what you should say, man. You said it was damn good. Nyla Rose has come an awful long way. She worked the leg with, with passion and vigor. Stat landed it. She looked like she hadn't missed a beat. She was on point. That's what I'm looking for, man. Come on. Give me some color, Hooper. Go away. Here we go. Come on. To be fair, on, I, really, I wasn't on, really watching the match to the oh. end where they hit the 450. <laughs> Wait, uh, hold up, hold up. So, after accusing AO of being born until the 450, you just said you wasn't watching until the 450. Nasty. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, like as much as I meme about Collision, right, and how I'm not watching or whatever, I am really happy for the talent because people like Nyla Rose, who should be... Have who should have a more prominent position on television, especially with how much she did for the division in the beginning. Whether you think she was any good or not, and just improved vastly since then, she should be on TV way more instead of just the. All right, here's it. We need we need a monster of the week, quote unquote, for the t champ. Throw Nyla at him, and then all right, Nyla, it's back to YouTube for you and shit. It's mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely good to. Uh, it's, it's opportunities, man. More TV yeah. times, more opportunities. It's pretty simple, you know. Um, so hopefully time is just used productively and showcasing talent that don't get the other places, you know. Because um, that roster's deep, bro. <laughs> that roster's so, so deep. 
Um, and when you throw in the Ring of Honor guys as well, you really, you know, you've got yourself almost a, a happy problem of too much talent, you know. Um, I trust the process. Shout out. Uh, oh, yeah, shout out to Willow and Emmy because that match is going to be good. I booked that match. <laughs> Y'all saw the tweets. <laughs> you, heard it it. you heard it here first. Um, all right, trust the process. Thirty-four, four ninety-nine. Appreciate you as always. I'm about to be the Westbrook eating on the bench gift, watching Mogul Embassy and Hobbs on Collision. I'll get really spiteful if this is what happens. <laughs> I'll get really, really spiteful. Yeah, bro. So Hobbs is collision bound. Yeah, Hobbs is already collision bound. I've already partially lost. Do you like <laughs> genuinely? You know that question about the babyface situation. Just, yeah. just have Hobbs kill QTV and be a babyface. You know. That'd be cool. Tell his story through that lens rather than the book of Hobbs where he has a literal book. Like, make a baby face. Fuck it. I'll never forget when he first came up with the, the literal book. And Bro, Monty was <laughs> dumbfounded. He came to the chat. I was I was out. I wasn't watching Rampage. I, was, I think I was, he's like, Hobbs has walked out with a literal bloody book of Hobbs. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was very WCW. Though. What do you think happened? They just watched Death Note or something that weekend. And they're like, bro, I need, to, I need to come out with this. Bro, who thought this was a good idea? Sonjay mm. Dart. <laughs> KT Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say something about this super chat. AO's going to be Westbrook eating on the bench, and I'm going to be Jameis Winston eating that W when oh my God. Stan Hobbs is on a collision. So I'm gonna say. <laughs> I would Look, do man. it, but I don't want to. Disc- I don't want. That's crazy. I can't do that on camera. Swerve, Swerve is an elite guy, so I'm gonna trust that the right thing is done. Here. Trust the process. I'm gonna trust that over the right <laughs> excuse, thing is done. Excuse the poor. Uh, oh, you're made on five dollars. What's your guys' opinion on the soft brand split between Collision and what it might bring? I think it's meant to say. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I, I'm warming. I warm to it. I warm to the idea of. Brand splits, you know, roster splits, whatever you want to call it. It's just about, you know, um, I've said it many times over the past couple of months when these like, news, rumours, reports and that started coming around about Collision, about how, you know, WWE have done certain things over the past 20 years and it kind of it puts a bad taste in our mouths. Certain booking tropes and things that even happen in matches and stuff. Um, doing a split roster is obviously, that's the only thing that, you know, a lot of us fans, it's the only promotion that we've seen not do it, you know, and there's been a lot of times when it hasn't been, <laughs> it hasn't been great, especially in the recent decade, you know, um, but you know, there, there has been moments in WWE's history over the past 25 years where they managed to find a nice balance and do it well. Um, I do think there is massive opportunity to do a roster split well and productively and get a lot out of all of your talent, you know, and um, giving each talent their own space to breathe and having two shows that feel different but have different identities and all these things, you know. Um, there's definitely the pros to it, so I'm very warm to the idea. Um, I just kind of waffled on a little bit. Charlie, I'll throw it to you next. <laughs> I'm excited for the talent. Like like I was saying, like people are going to get more opportunities off the back of it, like with there being a soft brand split. Um... I I don't know what I don't know what it's gonna look like in AEW, so I, I don't really have an opinion either way right now. Like I wasn't the biggest fan of it in WWE, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of anticipating it. I don't really have an opinion either way right now. Fair. It's, it's it's hard, isn't it, until we actually see how AEW Tony Khan 
CM Punk, whoever else is involved with Brian Danielson, whoever else is involved with Collision Creative, like how they actually pull it off because are they going to do the shitty WWE brand split or are they going to do like a, uh, you know, reminiscent of the times when they've done it good, you know, or will they do something completely new which is either good or WrestleCraft, you know, <laughs> we yeah. don't know. So, Paul, um, but you got any optimism uh, for the roster split? Oh, I do. Manny's- Sorry, Manny, go on. You seem fired up. Go for it. All I'm going to say is, remember SmackDown 6, the Collision 6. That's all I'm going to say. Just Ryan Nemeth. Just um, fucking... That's, just fucking yeah, Peter Avalon. Just, just Ryan Nemeth brings his BT bit to <laughs> Collision. Was, like, I, give him 20 minutes every week. Give him two full quarters. Give him 30 minutes. Um, I don't love the reason for this particular brand split because the reason is fucking hilarious, but it's not ideal. But mm-hmm, I do actually think, in terms of the timing of where AEW is currently at, I actually think it would be beneficial. Like, there are so many guys who feel kind of stalled because there's just there's not enough spots. Like, there can't be right. The roster's huge. We like so many of the guys. Want to see more of them. It's just an opportunity thing. I, I think it could be a game changer for a lot. Like, again, Hobbs came up a minute ago. I like legitimately believe it could be a game changer for that guy. Like, I think it could be transformative for him. Yeah, and I hope so because there's a lot of talent who's great, and I think AEW knows how good these talent you know individuals are. But there are only so many spots, and this allows this kind of doubles that in a lot of ways. So, I uh, I think it's gonna be positive for sure. Ayo, have you got any thoughts on the roster split that aren't spiteful? You know me, I just you know just straight off the cuff, never spiteful, always factual. Um, facts always feelings over feelings is a term that I coined, um, created, and um, you know definitely didn't get from Ben Shapiro. I um I don't think brand splits are inherently bad. I just think that they're always pulled off terribly. I think it could be good. I don't know, bro. It's just... Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? I don't know, but then there's also... Remember remember back in the day when Rampage was just starting? They You couldn't get always get everybody on Dynamite, but they have like an angle, maybe like a 30-second beatdown. And you're just like, you know what? Fuck you, bro. I want to match this Friday on Rampage. Like with the brand split, I guess that's just not going to happen. In AW, which I think would be a good thing, but I don't know, man. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Just keep all my favorite wrestlers on Dynamite. I hear you. Uh, Trust the Process 34. Appreciate you again, as always. The Hooper versus the Veteran all in weekend. Cuding Biscuit my way. Look, folks. <laughs> see the, the young man on the screen there in the corner. Manny the Hooper. Oh, the shoots the Veteran. Oh, okay. I was confused about that. <laughs> Yes. Um, oh no, it's not. It's not quite as strong in my branding as Hooper is. Being. My, my out on through is not Joe the veteran, unfortunately. <laughs> Folks, here's the deal. That's that's my protege. You know, it's the young lion. I've I've watched Manny go from a youngster with a bad microphone, looking very seriously <laughs> down the down the camera, and you know, doing his thing. And now look at him. He's one of the great personalities in our sport. I've watched, but the key is. You don't stop there, right, Manny? You gotta keep expanding your game, adding moves. And when I, I'm noticing, you know, when I notice an issue, I, I call you out on it live in the air like a real pro would. You know, I call you out on it. I say, Manny, deal with this in front of 150 people. We'll see what you do next week. That's right, Manny. Do you have any thoughts on my take on this? Would you want to fight me instead of all in weekend? <laughs> no, right now I'm like I'm at my Padawan stage, and you know, yeah. Joe's my Jedi master. So you know, this is this is learning right here. Monty, you've said yeah, it, right? You've you've credited me with this, and you've paid me a lot of money for it. It was Manny's excursion to late night grin that where he became. Oh, it was something. Yeah, 
he transformed. He came, he came back with a gimmick. He was yeah. We put a gimmick <laughs> on him. Well, they told me we we're behind a paywall, so then I just let loose on yeah. him behind a paywall. <laughs> yeah, I'm not taking credit for Manny. I'm just saying, thank me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and then now that I just now I and then now I forget that we're not behind a paywall. Sometimes and I just talk. I've noticed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is no, what it is, man. Fuck it, bro. Fuck it, man. I, it is what uh, it is. Click forty four ninety nine. Appreciate you. What happens first? Punk Elite have a program, or Punk flames out again and leaves the company. The latter. Mm. Who knows? Um, the latter. Yeah, the, the latter for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we got like three months. And I don't even. I, I honestly don't even believe that Punk and the Elite will just never happen if Punk somehow acts sane and stays healthy for the next five years. But Punk's acting sane and staying healthy for the next five years isn't happening. So. This, this like this situation, this solution that they've come up with, I will be very impressed if it's a long term solution. I'll put it that way. I will be very you. impressed. I don't, I don't buy it personally. Yeah. We'll see. Um, Alfred four ninety nine. This is fucking shit, bro. Fifty one percent owner of the pro life company known as WrestlePuris. I want to say good oh. work to all of you, except Joe. Joe, you want a paycheck? You got a flip. That is, bro, that's got, one of the crazy um, shit. I haven't done my top not. button tonight. Is that not enough? No, we don't like to. We don't like to get into politics here. Even though I just shouted out Ben Shapiro, but uh, we definitely are. <laughs> Me and Joe just like <laughs> look to the ground. Like, <laughs> like, it is very unfortunate. You know, I can only speak for myself, but I am very much pro-choice. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Incredible, you followed the Shapiros. Never, just leave that there. <laughs> Oh, money's green money. Uh, Hold on, what just happened then? <laughs> money just saying like sound bites of things. Last eighty four one ninety nine. Thoughts on recent fight forever footage. Um, yeah, man, I want to talk man. about it a little bit. To be fair, um, it looks fun, man. You know, yeah, that game looks fun. Get, as hell, bro. <laughs> Get on your skateboard and shit. You can do yeah. tricks. I've seen you can unlock a horse. Um, yeah, what, what other stuff have people seen? <laughs> you know, I'm gonna hit a, a six thirty splash with that horse. Wait, there's a horse in that game? Yeah, there's a horse there's that a you horse. can unlock. There's also um, stampede or something. Yeah, yeah. There's um, there's also they've got like the new Japan turnbuckle pads. Like when you want to like design your arena and your ring and stuff like. Oh um, my god. So there's a lot of like cool little quirks in it, you know, and as we've said many times on these podcasts, it's not like the most visually stunning, you know, and it was never kind of meant to be. And there was times where, you know, in some of the footage that got released, it looked like a little bit glitchy and, like, you know, quite shitty, you know, <laughs> but these most recent clips that we've been seeing and people playing the game, it looks like a lot of fun, man, you know. Um, all, I, all I hope is that they add like old ring of, I hope they add ring of honor wrestlers and like vintage ring of oh, honor wrestlers. No. Well, I have bad news regarding house rules. They've booked a match I want to see. This is the worst case scenario. Dax Hallwood, Daniel Garcia on on the fucking house oh, rules. Bro. We need a Coliseum video release. Someone get a camera in that place, please. We need it. What the? I, D- I need. DG should definitely be able to carry him to something watchable. I'm not yeah. responding to that. I'm just saying I need footage. <laughs> yeah, we need footage. We're putting a word Coliseum out there. Video. What city is it in, John? Send over those periscope links. Tupelo, Mississippi. <laughs> I'm relying on you to get me a camera. Footage <laughs> yeah, man. We need those people in Mississippi. I'm sorry, but that was that was very that was very upsetting. Those, but continue. I might have a mutual going. 
I'll message. I'll, I'll, I'll get on to it, John. I'm willing to reimburse them for a motion picture quality. <laughs> all right, you, have, uh, you have a friend in Tupelo, Mississippi, like out of all places? Yes, <laughs> I, I, I think. That's very insulting. This, this, this is Charlie we're dealing with, man. Yeah, this is. You gotta know, gotta know the professional that you're dealing with here, you know? Uh, a real networker, you know? <laughs> all right, um. But fight forever. I'm I'm excited yes. about the fact that it could be like it's intergender as well. Like you can. Mate, we lost you. We lost you. Oh no, we lost Chuck. God, the show. Really he went really fun. quiet. The show's uh, fine. <laughs> oh, here you back. again. You back. back. Okay, Charlie, try yeah. that again. Um, all the belts are intergender, so you can put them like on anyone, which I'm really excited about. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, people are gonna uh, people are gonna have a lot of fun with that. You know, you're gonna be tag champions. Did you see that thing where? Did you see the thing where people were freaking out because I think there's other uh, when you have when you look at the AEW roster, there's also other like other roster. I think people are predicting there's gonna be other rosters you can use or whatever like that. Yeah, because it was a little section thing that like looks like you could change the uh, company roster. Hmm. I, look, I was very transparent about this deal with Fight Forever. If Eddie Kingston was in the game, I was going to buy it. I questioned that choice <laughs> when I saw what he looked like last week, but then they released the video. and I fixed them. Today, I saw they do, they're doing this, um, the Revival DLC, they're calling it, which is very subtle. I, <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, immediate Elite Edition purchase for a game I'm going to play twice because that is the kind of person I am. Will regret that yeah. pu- that purchase for the rest of my life, most likely, but these are the games we play. <laughs> folks. You have to react on Impulse. You have to do these things, you know. So I'll probably, I'll fire up. I'll play Dustin versus Eddie. I'll put it away. The FTR will be added. I'll do something with them, and that'll be, you know, probably call it a day from there. But I'll have a good time with those two, I suppose. Worth it, you know. Yeah, uh, fuck it. Yeah, well, we're, we're going to be starting the Twitch stream, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no! We're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get AO on Twitch playing Fort Forever. You know? I'm gonna be there. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be there. Some bad news just came out, man. Oh, no, no! I hope it's not more house show news. No, I think no. We got enough breaking house show news all on I'm, the show. All I'm gonna say, man, this is for NBA people, man. John Moran is cooked, bro. Oh no! What oh, happened? Oh no! Uh, what happened? <laughs> I posted it in there. I get uh, here. Let's see. I just got rid of it. He says, uh, Adam Silver said they got additional, they uncovered a fair amount of additional information. We probably won't have brought it brought it to a head. I mean, it's in the private chat, but whatever. Adam Silver just made it seem like they're coming for him. They found more info and he might be cooked. So, but they're I not going to announce anything. In the Paraphrasing, they're not announcing anything to the end of this series because it's going to be a very, very, <laughs> very big announcement, apparently. You know, I'm. I'm very much on the side of John Morant. He's a fucking idiot and should have never put himself in this position. But then it's just like you see all these these four there's like two or three right wing NBA players that just have like entire gun safes, just had hunting rifles, had semi automatics and shit. We're posting onto Instagram back in the day, back when Instagram looked like shit. Nobody nobody <laughs> made a peep, bro. So you know, Josh shouldn't have done what he did, but the double standard is nasty. Yeah, man. Uh, it's uh, he's definitely been an interesting one to follow. What's been going on, especially as an outsider who's like, you know, 
I've picked my I've picked my team this season in this playoff series. You know, I'm getting it's unfortunate. It's not man, go heat. You know, <laughs> kicks off tonight. Bringing it home, bro. Bringing it home. Jimmy Butler, he's gonna realize his dream. You know, he's gonna he's gonna lead us to the promised land. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, everything I hear about Jordan Rance just. Uh, you know, he's he's great, but he's a fucking idiot, you know? Yeah, you know? basically. Maybe you should try wrestling. <laughs> um, oh, I don't think yeah. he is. I think he has a better chance in the NBA if he was in wrestling. Uh, what I was going to say about Stat versus Nine, it looked like they were going to set up a Tav Valkyrie match, which is, sure. you know... Oh, yeah. He's going to turn, right? He's going to be a bit... <clears throat> Wait, Tyre? Tyre was there, too? So I was watching on the screen. It feels yeah. like they're gonna do one of those heel turns where it's like, you know, she kind of piggybacked off what she did, and yeah. it's fine. It'll be okay. Bro, how's she getting another TBS title match just because she's bad yeah. now? I, I honestly don't know, but I will say I thought she was like pretty good on the pay per view, so I'm willing to let it. You know? Yeah. Like I didn't have any interest in that match, but I actually thought they were delivered like pretty substantially. So ah, oh, fuck yeah. it. I'm we'll not upset you. that she's not getting just shuffled off into the broom closet now that they've signed her and used her yeah. for a program. She's like, oh, Taya, thanks. See well, you in three months. Well, to be fair, the TBS title, you know, division is just Taya and Jade, and Jade's gone now. So you got to add more people to it. So until yeah. then, it's just going to be matches of Chris Antler and Taya Valkyrie. Lena Hirsch is on her way back. Oh. She didn't turn up yesterday. But she Bro, run back that Statling the Red Velvet program. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm with that. Yeah. I need that Ruby match as well. They had, I think they I had the real chemistry. Yeah, they yeah. did. Well, um, next up on Dynamite, there was some announcements for Friday's Rampage, and I think uh, TK has been listening to the people. I nearly fucking f- nearly had a heart attack when I saw <laughs> I was getting hit with these graphics for Friday Night Rampage, brother. Um, all right, just to go through them real quick, we got a triple threat, which was Drillistico versus Vikingo versus Commander. We also are getting Willow Nightingale versus Emi Sakura. We're also getting Zack Sabre Jr. versus Action Andretti. And we're also getting Shibata versus Lee Moriarty. So a very, very, very stacked rampage. And in comparison to what they've been doing in recent months, this is like WrestleMania, you know? This is, <laughs> this is uh, Rampage is back, it seems, for this week anyway, you know? Bro, that double or nothing... Um, like, there's just the reaction people that have double or nothing. It got to TK, bro. Yeah. For him to do this, like, he's just like, I got to do something. And fast. Yeah. You, you know, look, man, people were complaining earlier that Mexicans lose all the time, luchadors. Look, what, look guess what, guys? We're going to win one. Someone's going to win them on Friday. So, <laughs> counter blessings. It's probably going to be Count. a Kingo. Yeah, no. Oh, but you got any thoughts on Rampage resurrecting from the flames? Awesome, man. It's a, it's a perfect kind of lineup for Rampage because it's like the sort of matchups that pop people that would have any interest in such a matter at this point also, right? Like, it's a great lineup, but it's also the exact kind of wrestling that the sickos who want Rampage to be good want, myself included. So uh, I'll be I'll be tuned in for sure. It's a really cool selection of matches. Last night, we had a conversation about, like, if nothing else, make Rampage the Emmy Sakura show, which yeah. glad to see release made some progress on that front. But, yeah, it's, it's an all-star lineup. Like, genuinely, it's a... Uh, a collection of some really cool talents. I'm fired up for it. It's like, this could be a dynamite card, but it's yeah. just a rampage. It's very strange. It does yeah. rule that it's like, Excited. it's Championship Friday, right? Is what they're calling it. Yeah. And the belts are New Japan TV, 
um, Ring of Honor Pure, yeah. New Japan Strong Women's, and what's the fourth? The Triple A Mega Champion. It is like awesome that that's the case. Like yeah. again, I understand some people would say what I just said is like criticism. To me, that is the realist of grounds. No, it's, like, it's, it's one of the best things about AEW, bro. Absolutely, yeah. That's just one of the things that makes it cool. It's a major league promotion that's willing to do weird <laughs> shit like that on occasion. Like it's it's tremendous. Yeah, it's good shit, man. Hopefully, it's a great episode. I'm sure it would deliver. It would be very tough for him not to deliver, you know, with uh, those four matches on the card on a one-hour show, you know. People that that uh, were there said it was a, it was a fantastic show, and they said yeah. they said Emmy and uh, Willow just fucking tore the house down and shit. I don't, I don't trust. I don't trust live reports anymore after Murph. So. <laughs> yeah, what was Murph <laughs> cooking, bro? Oh, okay. What was Murph <laughs> cooking? <laughs> It's just he can't he can't watch an Adam Cole match and what was it? It was Adam Cole versus Ishii and he was like oh yeah. match of the year contender. One of the big, one of the best Ishii matches I've ever seen. <laughs> shit like that. And it was a it was a perfectly fine match, bro, but it was yeah. literally just a perfectly fine match. It was like Cole just plugged Ishii into like his match and it was just yeah. it was a match, right? Yeah, it was funny. <clears throat> that was also we... the show with uh with Eddie and Garcia where like someone told Dave they cut stuff from it and Dave was like they actually went thirty five minutes and they cut <laughs> and the extra story was they cut out like ninety seconds of wrestling and David just he daved it bro he said fuck it they could, they I actually had no clue that was the case Joe like this whole time I just assumed they cut three hours out of their match <laughs> see that was the report right was Dave was like they actually went twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, hold on. What? And then uh, I believe someone corrected and it was like, no, it's about 90 seconds, two minutes out of the match, which is fucking, that is awesome. Like, the idea of that is. So, that whole thing about wrestlers getting upset that their matches were getting chopped and screwed was that was just a fabrication. I, look, I could be wrong in terms of the overall, but my, my understanding is the Eddie match was like 13 and they cut it to 11 or some shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Never no, changed, never, Dave. I never uh, understood that was a full match call. Why would they have ever gone that long anyway? Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, hey, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Manny was uh, All I'm going to say is if Adam Cole from last night wrestled Ishii, we would have, we'll be singing a different tune, you know? So, yeah. there you go. Well, yeah, let's get to it, man. Because that is what is next up uh, the main event, uh, which was Chris Jericho and Soraya versus Adam Cole and Britt Baker. I think it's pretty sad to say. Um, amongst the, you know, the hardcores, the nerds. The people or ourselves, <laughs> you know. Uh, after the reaction we kind of give the pay per view match between Jericho and Cole, I think it's pretty safe to say that we wasn't exactly the most optimistic and excited for this pairing, you know. Um, last night, but they absolutely, you know, they, they delivered. Man, it was it was a really good main event. Really felt like a cool like main event tag match of you know of yesteryear at times. Um, it was it was good stuff, man. My timeline was literally just filled with this, <laughs> the same tweet. It's just so much better. It's so than much better than match. Sunday. It's so much better than pay per view match. Why well, couldn't they have done this on Sunday? Da, 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 da. So um, this, good enough. Right? This was a huge hit. Charlie, what did you think? I thought it was good. Um, Britt Baker is always so much better in tag matches than she is in singles matches, and her and Adam Cole obviously. Like, they have so much on-screen chemistry anyways. Um, and I think, like, the bits with Brit and Jericho going back and forth made me laugh so much. They were just going at each other the entire time. 
Um, but I thought it was a good time. Um, def- definitely better than Sunday, but that's been said <laughs> so many times at this point. Like, But yeah, I had a good time with it. It was a good main event. I wasn't sure about it main eventing because I was like, mm, is this going to be what they want it to be? But they delivered. Yeah, it was it was good stuff, man. We uh we hilariously missed it off the pre-show yesterday, <laughs> but completely by accident. <laughs> but um, I've realised as, as soon as we got off, as soon as we got off the, uh, I, I messaged I messaged Joe like within two minutes. Like fuck. Like, I'm actually glad though because you might have got a spiteful. And the match was fun. It would have made yeah. us dumb, you know. So it yeah. dumb as hell, bro. This was a good. T- you could tell immediately. Jericho and Colton knew how bad that match was on Sunday because yeah. they were ringing it from the bell. And I thought this was a good time. Like, with Britt and Soraya, you know, it's never going to be, um, you know, your kind of high-speed affair. You know I mean? It's not the most dynamic work. But I did think Soraya as a heel, and this has been kind of a trend, like, I do think she does a good job with the character part of the game, at least as a heel. Whereas mm-hmm. a babyface, it was kind of like a blank slate. I think she's done a good job. And I thought... Her and Jericho had some good shtick. Like the thing where she was like teasing the tag. Chris yeah. doing Chris's version of the DMD where he did like a 180 and spun around punch. <laughs> Jericho was, uh, he was swinging defenses with the whole shit here, which I appreciate. And it has to be said, the, the, the amount of times that guy's been beat this year is kind of insane, right? Like I was never someone who made a big show of like Jericho won't, you know, get beat by, but. He may have honestly overcorrected. Like I'm not even doing a bit when I was like, he's getting beat like a drum right now. He got beat fucking what twice by Ricky, got beat by Roddy, and got beat twice now by Carmen. I don't care necessarily, but it's it's almost extreme. I think he's doing it as a bit, which is even funnier. Um, <laughs> so I think he saw like some tweets about. I was like, well, fuck this, I'm gonna win it again. <laughs> <You know>? So uh, <laughs> just to no, prove the point. I was a good time. I thought Cole looked good here. I thought everyone did their thing. You're right. Let me get. It's not you know. It is what it is, right? You know he's involved. It's not gonna be a classic match, but. I honestly thought it was very enjoyable. Good stuff, man. Uh, Ayo, did this make up for the pay-per-view match for you? What did you think? No, definitely. Uh, bro, like, that pay-per-view match was disgraceful. <laughs> I love Adam Carl, I love yeah. Chris Jericho. Like, anybody who follows me on Twitter knows that and shit, but oh my fucking God, that was bad. But this match, I, lo- I like how they brought it. Like, they actually had some real intensity. They actually looked like they hated each other. They actually looked like they was trying to, like, hurt each other and shit. Instead of just like, that plunder match was nonsense, bro. Get fire extinguishers out of fucking wrestling too, by the way. I'm tired of that shit. I'm done. I'm getting British on fire extinguishers. But, um, uh, Britt and Soraya, um, I thought they, I thought they went out there and they did what they had to do. I get on Twitter and I see people like clipping their, their like sequences and memeing, talking about it's the worst shit ever. You know, Twitter's going to be Twitter, but I think, mm-hmm. I, I like the match. I like the match. It's, yeah, it's good stuff, man. Um, Manny, you seemed uh, you seemed pretty fired up by this, you know. Uh, Cole and Jericho, they were whacking each other at the start. Yeah, man. bro. Uh, yeah. That felt that, that opening felt like a like a few, like a blood feud. They just went in there and started beating the shit out of each other, and both their both guys' chests were red, even though Adam Cole couldn't really handle the the chops. But you know, like it was awesome. Did you see? Did you see his uh, thigh after the match because of the the how he was slapping the, the super kicks? <laughs> yes, bro. Yeah, it was insane. Um, I and uh, on Worldwide, I said Adam Cole should switch from punches to hammer fist. He watches Worldwide because he did it on. Uh, he did it last night, so I'm taking credit for that. Um, yeah, bro. I hope Adam Cole matches has his physicality now from his matches because if he wants to be a top guy in this promotion, man, he has to bring it. 
If not, you're going to get left behind and you can't do that because you can't have Roddy out showing, outclassing you. And then when Kyle Riley comes back, it's going to be worse for him. So, Adam Cole, I want you to watch the game tape. Watch as many times as you can. Maybe pick up some Muay Thai or, you know, Jiu-Jitsu and then go out there and just do your thing, you know? So I was gonna say. Good shit, man. Good shit. Good shit. <laughs> Adam Cole watched a game tape. That's the uh, that's the big takeaway from the main event, you know. Um, good stuff, though, man. Really good dynamite. Really, really good dynamite. I think this that was quite unanimously fought amongst people who were still talking about it anyway. Um, I haven't actually seen one bad review of the show yet, which is, um, you know, it's always good when the weekly TV shows are hitting. You know, this was definitely a win for AEW coming out of a pay per view that was definitely divisive. Um, so, yeah, it seems like they're on the right track with stuff. Um, there's some interesting angles that we can look forward to. and You know, uh, just a success all around, man. Um, anyone got anything to add on the show overall? It, I think it just it was uh, a much-needed triumphant <laughs> feel to this show. You know, we, we mm-hmm. go segment, segment by segment, but with these shows generally, there is this kind of overarching like vibe and feel. This this had a feel that was totally absent from the pay per view, to be honest, and that was yeah. timely. And a lot of that is the crowd to credit to, and they brought it a whole night. But it felt like the sh- they could do with like a fresh feel coming out of the pay per view, and I thought they managed that. So I, I was a massive try. I really really loved the show. I want to give a shout out to our boy confirmed shoot. He uh, he t- he tweeted out yesterday that you couldn't tell like this was the same company from Sunday, you know, and yeah, was... he's one hundred percent right because. It didn't even feel like cool. the same promotion, yeah. It felt it, there was again. It's amazing the atmosphere difference, right? Like they had a hot crowd, and the opening match was hot and all action, and all of a sudden it was like, "Fuck, man!" They, they feel like they're rolling again. You know, it was mm-hmm. uh, it was very apparent. Absolutely, very good stuff. Very good stuff. We got a few super chats, and I think we can uh, we can we can get out of here. You know, uh, all right, Willie, two dollars, Freeman guy, Jamo, Yota Suji winning a big one. I hope um, so. Mm, I don't know. I think I think he does. Yeah, man. The way I think there's a real back. possibility. Yeah. Pop. Mm. Respect. I'm with it. I get Ghetto's ghetto's ghetto, bro. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> been putting some punches. Like he's, he's been swinging for defenses with some of the choices mm-hmm. he's made. Bookings, Absolutely. So. Um, I think it was. I think it was probably about time, right? Like to try oh, and yeah. He took some big yeah, gambles back in the day and kind of they got him for a long time. <laughs> he's like, Yoda Suji debuted, re debuted, and just done nothing since. No preview tags, no young line squashes, nothing, bro. Yeah. They just, they're just like, all right, bro, we're going we gonna to see you at Dominion. So hopefully, yeah. they try to make a start of him that night. Maybe I've seen can... him wrestle live. It's incredible. He's mm-hmm. really good. Absolutely. I know he's good, but man, he came out and just stunk the place up. It'd be kind of funny. Oh my god! Daddy, why you can't like be any worse than Sonata. That is absolutely what Manny is rooting for. Like you can tell by the way he said it. Like chaos. Oh man, um, Big Ben's ninety-seven, one ninety-nine. When do you think we get women's tag titles? In AEW, never. never. Hopefully, never. I don't think that'll be something, Tony. Unless like. Unless they completely change their creative structure in sense of like this person does the women's division and Tony yeah. and you know what I mean and, and it's someone that's like really like puts a lot of time and focus and just effort into it and stuff like that and they build a division and it's a long time away. Even there's nothing, it there's nothing against women. It's just like there's no there's no promotion in North America that can handle having a, a women's tag division. Like 
even if you look at the AEW tag division right now, we're we're trying to think of oh who could have FTR feuded with instead of the gun instead of having those shit as the gun club out there. And we were scratching our heads, we couldn't think of it. And the women's roster is a fraction the size of the men's roster, and then it's just creative and does the booker actually care to do this instead of just doing mm-hmm. it for brownie points and shit? It's just I don't it's not a good idea, bro. Mm-hmm. Well hey man. Um Spurs, five dollars. Jericho is like 50 times better when he has a chip on his shoulder. Hasn't wrestled that fast since NBA. Twitter called him fat. True. True. Jericho is definitely one of those guys who who is inspired by like a big time critique and miss. Like yeah. he, he most of the great pro wrestlers are that way. And for all of his critics that are fair and unfair, Jericho is objectively one of the great pro wrestlers. So when you when you doubt him, he's most likely to do some crazy shit and pull it off. This was not crazy shit, to be clear, but it was clearly an inspired performance, I would agree. The way you know that Jericho, like, agreed with the criticism is he yeah. didn't find any, like, random shitter with 50 followers on Twitter to dunk on and tell him to suck his yeah. ass or whatever Jericho usually says and shit. Like, he just he just put his head down and he went to work. I, also, I like when he does the opposite, where, like, he'll have, you know, 50 tweets for how the match sucked, and he'll find the one go lie to him and be like, me too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> I remember vividly the night when he wrestled King. Is it when he wrestled Eddie? That was after a long run with people like maybe Jericho's done because that's before he had the big 2022 revival, right? Yeah. And, like they had that fucking all Japan match, and I swear Jericho retweeted every compliment of that match. And I was like, you know what, man? Good for him. Like, dude took a head drop bump in the first minute of the match. Have his retweets. That's real gross. Yeah, <laughs> he can have them. Yeah, no. yeah. Um. Uh, da, 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 big Battle 499. Long live CM Punk, the Prophet, the Messiah, is returning to save the promotion. Ayo and the other elite riders can cry, weep, seethe. Very spiteful. Yeah, man, I said it yesterday. So we'll see where we punk, are. Punk haters so, always win in the end. Let's talk Let's talk 365 days from now. Let's talk. <laughs> ben Dixon, $5. Um, for Select mentioning Noah having interest in Jacob Fatu. I assume legally that can't happen, but Fatu in Japan would be the realest of grabs. Three words. Wrestling. Done. Right. <laughs> he needs to be doing something, anything other than MLW, yeah. bro. He's so good. He's, He's incredible. Good. He's awesome. I would He's legitimately, awesome. if he did the the, uh, the tournament, I would legitimately watch it. Like, just to see how yeah. he does in that setting. Cause yeah. Some of the shows is like insane considering what that promotion is. You know? <laughs> always, I watch the whole lot of matches anyway. You know, like, you yeah. always hear, like, oh. Nakajima at a four and a half star match with mm. so you know, or whoever. There's a lot of, there's a lot of really good talent in Noah, you know. So For sure. it's just the booking can be a bit yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's always gonna be something that drags them down these days. But you know, when when they do these tournaments you're gonna get you're gonna get some good matches, man, and if they can get if they can get Jacob Fatu in there then that would be definitely something I'd probably watch pretty closer, to be honest. Yeah, um too. Love the guy. He's great. Uh, have we got any other any other topics that anyone wants to bring up or any shit you want to get off your chest? You know, we're, we're all family here. Does that include plugs, Monty? Um, not just yet. Yeah, just... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now you've interested me. Well, if we've got no subjects or any discourse you want to get off your chest, you know, or anything, then uh, I'm, I'm ready to get out of here. We good? Yeah. I believe so. We can prove you the Mm-hmm. No, nah, man, we'll do that in the DMs, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can't talk about anything. <laughs> uh, Joe, 
Yes. You mentioned doing a plug. Go ahead. About half an hour ago, there was news that Dex Harwood is wrestling Daniel Garcia this weekend in Tupelo, Mississippi. And I would like to announce formally now that I'll be creating a petition in the coming hour. Um, I'm demanding a one-match Coliseum video release of this bout with both pre- and post-match interviews. Um, potentially a documentary. I'm willing to work on that if it's necessary. I'll be <laughs> tweeting this link as soon as the petition is ready. Please join me in our pursuit of what is a holy grail match in the land of Joe Holbrook promotions. Um, even if you are not a fan of Dax Harwood, you could utilize this for many agendas. I'm sure our friend AO will very swiftly if I indeed get the footage of this bout. Um, what I mean by that is everyone wins here, folks. You know, agenda hmm. potential, real grabs potential um, for the prestigious Joe Holbrook Invitational title that Roderick Strong currently owns. We're going to ignore that for now. And... Just, just uh, at Joe Holbert on Twitter. Please sign up and support what is a, a very worthwhile cause in my view. <laughs> so, there you go, folks. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Uh, has anyone got anything else you want to plug? Uh, I have on Purist tomorrow. On Purist tomorrow, 6 p.m. Might move to 6.30 p.m. I don't know yet. But, 6 or 6.30 p.m. On Purist, me, Marcus, Chris O'Bread. Rob is still on vacation. He's not... He extended his vacation another week. You know what? Rob, you're fucking fired. Anyway, man, he's joining them purists tomorrow. Going to be a lot of a lot of CM Punk slandering, a lot of making fun of ticket sales, a lot of, you know, a whole lot of real nigga shit. You feel me? That's what Joe Holbrook would like to say. <laughs> uh, join the Discord. Link is in the bio. You know, yeah, good time there. Wait, what? <laughs> after you go to the, after you go to the animal shelter tomorrow. Alright, man, he's off the fucking show. A lot of real nigga shit with Chuck tomorrow, as she would like to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be in the um, Oh yeah, you are going to Istanbul. Alright. You know what? I, I, I you know what? I try to get y'all I try to get y'all booked another night. I try to get y'all a little fatter paycheck. Fuck your own. Man, you me, me Chris, and, and, and Marcus tomorrow. I'm curious. I'll make a run in from the hotel room. Ah, right, sounds I good. I don't know how good the, the Wi-Fi will be, but... Hey, you're working a hell of a schedule as Blake, bro. You, you coming for the... Nah, this is just... <laughs> this is just a pop-in. This is all, this is all matter. I just had to come in here and announce the tickets wasn't ticketing. We was having a good time, so I stayed. You feel me? I appreciate yeah. it. I just... I do have to remind you, as you did to me on Saturday, you know, if you're not on the tweet... <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would like well, to know I'm not here, I'm not here to take anybody's checks. I'm not here well, to take anybody's checks. you told me that, I did check my contract. Now, I must say, you beat me on that one, Chief. <laughs> small print, um, brother, small print. Right. Um, good stuff. It's been a good podcast, you know. Oh. Uh, we appreciate everyone who's stuck with us uh, throughout the throughout the duration, especially the people who stuck here from start to finish. Please load the video if you haven't already. I know I've been asking a few times tonight, but it means something. That's why I'm on to you, you know. Um, we appreciate all the super chats as always. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Um, Joe looks very shocked. What happened? I left. It's <laughs> what he does, bro. It's what he does. He gets out of here. Um, he usually uh, ways to we're off the air, though, right? But sometimes <laughs> I'll hit the outro and he'll be gone by the time the outro finishes. Yeah. You know? But this time he was out yeah. of here, bro. There's a video that everybody has to go watch. I retweeted it. It's a video of Charles Barkley and Steve, uh, Steve Smith. They're trying to do they're trying to do like com- commentary and they have uh the air masks to breathe oh. because they're above ev- elevation in Denver. Freaking funny. God bless. God bless. God bless. Um, 
Yeah, man. As always, thanks for watching, everyone, and we will be back tomorrow with Unpurist. Peace. Mm-hmm.